Hello everyone, and welcome to the 40th entry of Death Stranding Weekly. I am Albert, your regular host, and I hope you've all been having a wonderful day, and if not, I hope things get much better very soon for you and yours, and that watching or listening to this helps improve your day somewhat. First and foremost, and as always, thank you for the privilege of your time in tuning in. I truly do not take it for granted, and if you do enjoy what you see and hear on this entry, or anything Interactive Artistry does, and want to ensure that it continues, Feel free to like, share, subscribe, tick the notification bell here on YouTube, and if you wanted to directly support this endeavor and help IA grow into the best version of itself that it can be, consider heading over to Patreon, where you'll find several tiers with various different benefits, including show appearances, the ability to choose video topics, and much, much more. With all that said, let's crack on. Lovely. So I'm going to, first of all, welcome to everyone who is, uh, you know, returning to listening and watching and engaging with Death Stranding Weekly, uh, to all of you folks returning, and then to um, all the new folks. Hi, I'm Albert, nice to meet you. And what I'm going to do with this entry is, um, I don't know if uh, you know, you've only dipped into it recently and you know that I usually just go um, catch up on some of the, the, the goings-on um, in my own sort of in, in my own sort of flow. But what I want to try actually with this uh, week's entry is... Um, I'm actually going to go straight to the Reddit. We're going to filter from new. We're going to go through everything. And then I'm going to give my thoughts. Instead of giving them sort of inter intermingled, I'm going to give them um, uh, after, so afterwards. And this is um, so that I can really uh, sort of accentuate, emphasize, underline how uh, Death Stranding Weekly, um, as much as it is my chronicle of my uh, relationship and engagement with Alan Entertainment and, and in the context of Kojima and Death Stranding, it has also grown to be something that's wonderfully and very, it's quite humbling actually to see it embraced by the, uh, uh, the Death Stranding community, especially over at um, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Death Stranding. And um, so that's what I'd like to do. So I'm going to dive into that now um, and let's crack on. And also, um, 
I'll be letting you uh, know when I've read your post, I'll actually be um, quoting you, shouting you out, crediting you, obviously spelling out your username. And then also I'm going to be sending you um, a message later um, that will hopefully be, uh, yeah, that, that's, I think that's going to be the easiest way. I was commenting before in, in the posts, but I think it's going to be best that I just um, send you a, a private message. So we'll do that from now on. Okay, so filtering from new. Um, this is from user Zarap. Zarap. Z-A-R-A-P-Z-A-R-A-P. Zarap, Zarap. Upside down, <laughs> upside down rainbow in camera effect. By the way, Death Stranding also visible. That's cool. It's just a lovely picture of like a construction site and someone noticed a sort of circumzenithal arc resembling um, kind of rainbow effect. That's pretty neat. Awesome. So thank you for that one, my friend. Um, then, uh, yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do need to kind of keep record of timestamps in some way. So so 3.14, let's put um, Freedom XI that way. Too easy. Pardon me, folks. This will get much more streamlined as we go along. 3.41, and we'll go Zarap Zarap. ZZ. Coolies, no trouble at all. Awesome. So then um, to Freedom XI. Uh, the man in the golden mask, which is just this beautiful, um, uh, beautiful poster that is a depiction of uh, you know Troy Baker's character. Um, incredible! I really, I, I love this. This is so so great. Um, the by the way, I've seen a, quite a few uh, artworks centered around this particular character, and it is really like I mean, in, as far as I'm concerned, it's one of the most kind of unique looking. Um, one of the most unique-looking, uh, you know, Kojima characters that I've that I've seen, Yoji Shinkawa design characters that I've seen in a while, you know. So um, yeah, and I and I, I'm seeing so many people kind of gravitate to this character in particular. Not only is it a sign that like the aesthetics are like effective, but it's um it's also, you know, that character it has ties to what we're at least speculating is something very key to the Death Stranding story, which is this life death. Um, uh, afterlife kind of uh, mechanic, you know, um, and you know we have a lot of precedents in like Egyptian mythology, which is you know the ma the man in the golden mask, um, which sounds like a Bond film almost <laughs> as well. Uh, he references that a lot, you know, uh, in his it sort of quotes that those themes in his um in his designs. So um, it's really really cool to see to see people sort of gravitating to that character in particular. Too easy. Well, so thank you for that. I'll put you at four thirty for that one. Thank you. Um, I posted an, a 70s article on cryptobiosis, so that's just from myself, 56 minutes ago or so. Um, and then let's head over to our first written theory by you, um, uh, KH416, uh, and that is my theory about the role of the babies. So this is a follow-up to Python Selkan's latest video. If you haven't seen it, he theorizes that Sam, just like the man talked about on the radio in PT, kills his pregnant wife, seen in the photo during the E3 2018 trailer, and hangs himself because of the guilt. I think that the world of Death Stranding is hell, and he is stranded in death. He has to carry around the babies as a constant reminder of what he did. Just a theory. I have. Sorry if um, someone brought it up already. And then, really lovely comment, um... Uh, yeah, just below that is from, um, oh, how do you spell this person's name? AGO Pessimist, right? Uh, they say, this definitely could be a possibility. While I personally don't believe that Sam killed his pregnant wife, I lean more towards the theory that Sam did play a part in the Death Stranding cataclysm, um, and what he did with Lindsay's character may have resulted in the death of his wife and unborn child. 
Since it's impossible to tell how much time has elapsed from the Death Stranding to the time of the game's story, we can never we can't tell, at least at this stage, as of now, um, how Sam and the fetus are still around. I think we can all I think we can all agree that Sam isn't some innocent bystander affected by the world he was born into, but based on the United Cities of America logo and the picture of him, his wife, and Lindsay's character. Well, we assume that's his wife, that's just me, as an aside. As and Lindsay's character, the president, question mark. Something clearly happened that day that resulted in his wife's death, either directly or indirectly. So, um, okay, now I can't help myself but offer my thoughts. Uh, goodness, there you go. <laughs> not, not totally out the window, but I just had to because uh, it's important to be self-authentic. I, I, okay, it's a, you know, we don't have any solid information that the figure in the, um, in the photo is Sam's wife, but um, that would, uh, just that for the first time, I just wondered, like, he has this... Uh, weariness to him and then you know you can just take that as his relationship with the world but uh, uh I'm, I'm certain that then yet yeah, sam has suffered a personal tra tragedy along these lines and i think that's very congruent and very reasonable uh theory crafting there and and i'm going to put that uh, under over i'm going to put that over a 70 percent chance of actually being the case so um thank you so much hk416 i'm going to give you a um a time stamp of let's put you at six HK4. Coolies, no troubles. Thank you so much for that. Lovely. Okay, then after that we have um, user Law Fiddler, right? Maybe Death Stranding is Kojima's response to the superhero genre. Here we go. Before I start, yes, all of this is definitely wrong. <laughs> Wait, don't, don't uh, shell yourself short, my friend. However, I had fun coming up with the theory and thought I would share it with you all. So, in big letters, the post poster writes, Main Theory. I believe that Death Stranding might be Kojima's reaction to the superhero genre. However, much like Watchmen or Logan, it will be a darker and more creative take on the genre. And this is me, as an aside, I think it'll be a, a deconstruction a little bit of whatever genre it um, happens to be. Maybe there was an explosion that caused various people to gain superpowers. Oh, maybe there was an explosion um, that caused various people to gain superpowers. Some of those people became supervillains like Mads Mikkelsen and Troy Baker. Maybe some formed as a secret, a secret society, like Bridges. Kojima has used superpowers as a device in his games before. In the Metal Gear games, Snake is often framed as a normal human in a superpowered world, going up against people like Psychomantis, psychic powers, Vulcan, electrokinesis, and so on. So I'm sure that if powers do exist in Death Stranding, they'll be given a pseudo-scientific explanation. The People. Sam. So, all of these thoughts originally came from seeing a quote about Timefall, in which Kojima says the following, Most people in the game are aware of the rain, and well, Norman is quite unique in this regard. I think I should stop there. I'm spilling the beans. So, to take that again, because it is important to sort of look at these words and what they contain, I'll say the quote again. Kojima said the following about Timefall, Most people in the game are aware of the rain, and well, Norman is quite unique in this regard. I think I should stop there. I'm spilling the beans. Kojima here has indicated that Sam is unique in some way when it comes to Timefall. However, we know he's not immune to its effects. That is demonstrated in the fourth trailer, in which a bit of rain hits his hand and ages that part of his hand. So I began to think, how does Sam relate to the rain? Maybe he can control the rain. That then extended to, maybe Sam can control the weather. If this theory is true though, it's likely that Sam wouldn't, uh, won't... 
oh excuse me if that theory is true though it's likely that sam won't much control won't have much control over his powers at the beginning of the game maybe in this way sam's superpowers will serve as an in-game explanation for what in other games would be called pathetic fallacy for um which i'll just jump through to wikipedia and give you a brief on this uh, the phrase pathetic fallacy is a literary is a literary term for the um, for, for the attributing of human emotion and conduct to things found in nature that are not human it is a kind of personification uh, or as far as i understood it anthropomorphization that occurs in poetic descriptions when if when for example clouds seem sullen when leaves dance or when rocks seem indifferent the british cultural critic john ruskin coined the term in his book modern painters in 1843 and yeah, 1843-1860. So, um, just for context again, maybe in this way of not having control over... I'll just read that whole part again. If this theory is true, though, it's likely that Sam won't have much control over his powers at the beginning of the game. Maybe in this way, Sam's superpowers will serve as an in-game explanation for what in other games would be called pathetic fallacy. For example, in scenes where Sam is angry or scared, a lightning storm might start. In scenes where he's sad, it might start raining. It could be like a stylistic choice almost, like that's my thought um, for the narrative. Right, so eventually he'll gain control over his powers and you, the player, will have uh, the choice of over how to um, use the timefall to your advantage. In fact, maybe Sam turns on the rain at the beginning of the fourth trailer as a way of keeping people off the road while he retreats into a cave, into a cave to rest. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> all respects to how well thought this through and I love how you said it. I'm wrong at start it's always great to explore different angles so I respect that OP so this heading is for Mads um, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that Mads' abilities might be the ability to raise and control the dead obviously this would necessitate a corpse disposal team Del Toro I believe that Del Toro's character has the ability to imagine things into life. This is a metaphor for Guillermo del Toro as a creator. He can make his fantasies become real. Over time, throughout the game, he'll learn to direct slash control his creations. The real-life Guillermo del Toro saw monsters when he was a kid. As you know, I've had a relationship with monsters in my bedroom since I was a kid. I really used to see them behind the chair. I used to have shaggy carpet in my bedroom. My parents bought one of those Austin Powers carpets, and it was bright green. At night, I would try to climb out of my crib, and I would look down on that sea of shaggy carpet, and I would see a sea of green fingers waving, waiting for me to put my foot on, so they could pull. Um, waiting for me to put my foot on it, so they could pull me down. So I wet my bed, and my mother spanked me. One day, I got tired of the spanking and got up in my crib and climbed down and said to the monsters, "If you allow me to go pee, I'll be your friend forever." They disappeared, and I have peed happily ever since. I love that story. I think that Del Toro told Kojima this story. And Kojima created a character in the likeness of Del Toro that goes through the same thing metaphorically. A little aside from me, this is tremendous, beautiful. And um, as I've mentioned on earlier entries, like with IA being, uh, you know, it's it's just this free-flowing stream of conscious, stream of consciousness, uh, organic kind of chronicle and journal, almost of my interactions with this medium and with these titles, these creators. Um, when I read something like this, I feel like I'm in like a library and I'm reading these wonderful entries from these like scholars. So that's a, a credit to you, OP, and to all your wonderful cohorts uh, and fellow theory crafters. You know, I, I add myself into that um, well, on my own end with my little asides and my dedicated posts, as you've seen, but it truly is uh, ma magnificent to, to read. And uh, that's not superlatives. It's like, it's such an encouraging thing to see folks um, dive uh, into this material and then come at it from so many different, uh, um, uh, you know, speculative angles. It's it's really, um, really awesome to see. So 
I'll continue. So I think that Del Toro told Kojima this story, and Kojima created a character in the likeness of Del, Del, Del Toro that goes through the same thing metaphorically. I believe that in the second trailer, Del Toro is journeying under the bridge in order to confront Mads, but knows that Mads controls an army of the dead dressed in World War II style clothing. As he starts to get scared, he looks up and sees World War II planes that he's accidentally brought into existence flying above him. Terrified, he runs under the bridge and he tries to gather his nerves. It would explain the dreamlike imagery. This is magnificent. Wow. Goodness me. Well done, OP. Goodness. Terrified, Del Toro runs under the bridge and tries to gather his nerves. Suddenly, he hears a rumbling. He looks up and sees that there are now, randomly, thousands of World War II tanks and soldiers passing above him that his powers created. These are the monsters that his fear of Mads have created, has created, and so he takes a deep breath, connects himself to a baby, and goes forward to face him. The semi-comedic reveal is that Mads' army literally consists of only four soldiers. Lindsay. I think that Lindsay's, Lindsay Wagner's character is a psychic. I think that what we see in the trailer is her appearing before Norman Reedus as a psychic projection. Just after Norman Reedus's baby has turned to oil, she guides us throughout the game, appearing to us in times of need. Troy Baker, or rather Troy. Troy Baker can manipulate the oil creatures and can also teleport and levitate. Maybe he brought the oil beings into existence in the first place, but I'm not sure about that. Leia. I believe that Leia is a clairvoyant. We know that Leia can see the creatures. I also think that when she holds hands with Norman, he temporarily gains the ability to see the outlines of the monsters. We can see their white outlines when he's holding his hand. I think the dialogue preceding that might also go something like this. Leia. You see them, right? Or rather, you can see them, right? Norman. No, but I can sense them. Leia. Take my hand. Maybe her clairvoyant powers are the reason she knows that a cryptobiote a day keeps the timefall away. And I think she's teaching this information to Norman in the cave. Maybe she can see bits of Norman's past that he's trying to run from, and that explains her lines about the past. Also, it would be really, uh, it'd be a really cool review of her powers, uh, preview of her powers, if she stated Sam's name without ever saying, having met him before, just literally out of the blue. Sam Porter Bridges, the man who delivers. Additional theories. Dooms. D-O-O-M-S. Maybe having dooms simply means having superpowers. Maybe there are different levels of powers. Some people's powers are considered to be capable of bringing about extinction. And some people might have powers even more deadly than that. Leia, you have dooms like me. What's your level? Norman, I've got the extinction factor, but I think you've got me beat. The state of the world. Maybe all of the people with superpowers have, uh, superpowers have caused the state of the world we see in Death Stranding. Maybe the oil monsters were brought about by Troy Baker. Maybe Timefall was caused by Sam. Conclusion I think that having Kojima tackle the superhero genre would be interesting. We already know he's great at putting underdogs against superpowered individuals, as in the Metal Gear series, and having us, route, uh, having us root for that guy. It would be interesting in Death Stranding if you are superpowered, but most of the people you run into along the way are more powerful than you. It kind of echoes Syndrome's line, The Incredibles, when everyone's super, no one will be. Too long didn't read what the title said. <laughs> so this is from um, AGO Pessimist in the comments. Really respect to this person as well for their um, incredible um, interpretations and um, yeah, thoughts and theories. While I wouldn't exactly call Death Stranding a deconstruction of the superhero genre, there are a few differences here and there to suggest some kind of contrast. 
Despite what Kojima says um, said about Sam's unique capabilities, he has stated that Sam is not meant to be an elite character. Even someone like Solid Snake slash Big Boss, despite being ordinary humans, were trained to be one of the best soldiers on the planet, and yet Sam couldn't be further different from them. He doesn't look like an experienced veteran or a guy with unique powers. He still seems like an average Joe, stuck in a post-apocalyptic world. As for the other characters, I'm pretty sure Death Stranding is going to go full sci-fi in its settings. And unlike Metal Gear, where there were some supernatural elements in a realistic modern setting, Death Stranding seems to go full sci-fi from beginning to end. Um, below that is K-E-G-Y-E-L-E-M, Kegliem. A great theory, I really liked it. It contradicts with Kojima's statements that Sam is a simple delivery guy, but then again, I don't think that simple delivery guys can go back to life, so he would be right there. The others are just way too powerful for him to compete with, so it is a power, but not the most powerful power, so to speak. So that was tremendous, one of my favorites that I've ever read out on the show, my friend. Thank you so much. I'll put you at um, maybe 16 minutes, because I did kind of go on for a while there. So we'll go 16 minutes, my friend. Thank you so much for contributing to the discussion and to the Death Stranding community. Really, really appreciate it. So Lore Fiddler. Lore Fiddler. Terrific. And I'll be sending you a little notification uh, of some kind to let you know that, um, yeah, we've um, dived into your theory. And again, I'll give it all my thoughts, uh, the bulk of them, at the end of, uh, of the show. So user BTBLAM. Anyone notice the object in the, in the upper left corner of the picture that Norman is holding of him and the two women in the trailer, trailer with Leia? It looks a lot like those flying creatures um, from Survive that show up around bridges. Interesting. Um, interesting. From Metal Gear Survive and then around bridges, which is, you know, the, you know, the, the real-world object, a bridge to cross over. But, uh, yeah, bridges are the title. Interesting. Um, so the white bird silhouette is what it's referring to. So uh, Kegliem in the comments says, you mean this one? That's the eagle on the flag of the Oval Office. Edit, which pretty much confirms that the photo was taken in the Oval Office. So very interesting kind of thought. Um, you know, again, when we've got this uh, subject matter all sort of swimming around in our uh, subconscious altogether, when there's those uh, things that line up even briefly, maybe with no si deeper significance, it's, it's always worthwhile to, again, exercise that analytical muscle. And I always find that worthwhile. It's never, um, you know, so... Uh, yeah, obviously, in terms of all the other Kojima, not even, I mean, I can't really say with hand on heart that uh, Metal Gear Survive is a Kojima-affiliated title because it was done in complete absence of the man and it merely uses the name of something. So he's, if there's any relation, it's 0.001% connected to Kojima. However, it's in that, you know, there's that, that name, Metal Gear, and then Metal Gear leads to Kojima. So... Um, to see the, of all the titles that Death Stranding could possibly reference, I think could, uh, Metal Gear has the least. I would go into the minuses, minus percentage chances of anything being referenced there. But w once again, it's just um, it's and that just that's a testament to it. To, as I, as I say, because I I always just respect when people kind of make these connections, and I think free association um, and stream of consciousness and um, almost like non sequitur reasoning is is one of the most uh, powerful gifts of the human imagination. So very worthwhile. So I appreciate that um, uh, BTB LAM. Lovely. So after that we have, uh, so we'll put this person at 21. Pardon me, folks, as I dive in again, it's all in the interest of crediting the folks who I'm sharing uh, their um, wonderful efforts here today. So I hope you bear with me when I take these little asides. So this is from user M S Y N O W I C Z. So 
Misinowitz. Who else thinks the, the Luden's armor will be available in Death Stranding? Art by me. It's a wonderful piece of art. Very kind of crisp sort of style. Almost um, like a, something from the Batman animated series. I, I really dig it. And um, I, I could totally see at one point something of an animated nature happening down the line with Death Stranding. Uh, especially with all the sort of references to Akira. Um, I, I strongly suspect that we'll get something at, at one point. Because again we're leading up to development well, sorry, we're leading up to development finishing um and my prediction for death stranding even though it was september 2019 it's wavering like the tiniest little bit and i'm thinking we're going to go into 2020 um just as a thought i think yeah and uh i think <laughs> you know i'm gonna go whereas previously it was like in the 30s i'm gonna go for 30 30s to 45s to almost 50 percent chance that death stranding will be um uh you know, cross generation uh, as a title. So, but again, it makes me think of the the road that we have ahead with Death Stranding. It's very exciting. So, thank you for creating that, Misinowitz. Um, um, have I put you there? Use a Misinowitz, yeah. Wizards. Because when you're doing timestamps, you need to like have this weird, um, uh, you know, shorthand, <laughs> which I'm doing now. Coolies. Too easy, radio. Let's crack on. So this is from user. A underscore Ito underscore Junji underscore game. Death cycle explained. What happens when Sam dies and goes to purgatory? Dark beings are pulling things down. Now I always imagined as if they are reaching us from underwater and we are walking or standing on, on the surface of the water. Dark material creates some kind of liquid black hole or wormhole to another dimension called purgatory. That's why instead of footprints we see handprints. Purgatory would be like an underwater dimension. They may reach to the top and pull us down to the underwater dimension, purgatory. This is wonderful, first of all, because that just gave me the idea that those t that those hands aren't reaching from above as we suspect them to be. With There was like a funny little comic I'll show you later of someone's like, you know, Sam can see the creatures and, and he just, because he's, his doomed level is rising just like Leia and he sees these creatures like hands standing around and it was kind of funny. But this theory just made me think that I'm going to go over 70% on this, that these creatures hunt us from below. Um, and those handprints come from below. That's why there's no seemingly no weight to them in, in the sense of a giant body. It's more like, again, if you had a glass ceiling above you and you were, you know, reaching your hands up and, and running them along that and, and the sort of the way the handprints would form wouldn't feel like they have weight on them. And they don't. You know, with a creature with the ha with hands that big, um, you know, the the certainly the prints would be deeper. First of all, they only they only go a few, maybe like an inch deep. So that is my now as I even continue to talk about it. I think over eighty percent chance that these creatures are reaching up for us, not walking around on all fours or on on twos and like floating, because it would make no sense. So these things are drawn to life, and they live in a dimension beneath us. And their hands are coursing across um, this this ceiling. I'll be doing a little diagram of that actually later for sure, and I'm sharing that to the with my whatever kind of illustrator skills I have. I'll, I'll do something like that. That's incredible. So right in the middle there. Thank you so much, um, user user a Ito Junji game. I'll continue now. Purgatory would be like an underwater dimension. They may reach to the top and pull us down to the underwater dimension. Purgatory, purgatory water is different. However, in our world, we see it as black. Uh, and rain of purgatory water because uh, that fast forwards the time of living beings. So little note when I'm reading these, I'll read them just as they're written. However, 
some folks um just a maybe not putting words in the right order, whatever, or in, in the sort of uh, kind of the, the standard English kind of order, but I'll, I'll read them as they are presented and then interpret um, as I read them. So, adult in his mid-30s become 80s in matter of seconds. Cool. And I, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean, my friend. So I get to feeling that this is crucial to understanding the connection between dying and resurrecting, Sam and the baby. At the end of the third trailer, we see the baby and the Sam together just before the explosion. However, there is a red herring here. Where is the baby in the ocean? After the explosion, we see naked Sam in Purgatory Sea, and also another, previous and currently uh, dead, Sam at the bottom of the ocean, judging from his uniform. So, because we are beholding that Sam, and we transfer it into his body in that third cinematic, uh, in that third trailer from the Game Awards 2017. That's just me my, taking my side. Um, so what happens to the baby, and why... Are there two Sams? Naked Sam is very similar to the naked baby, considering the absence of clothes, and if the rainwater from Purgatory can fast-forward time, would it be impossible to grow up when one person thrown into the ocean full of timefall in Purgatory? Interesting connection. A little bit loose for me personally, but I respect that you um, offered that thought and that interpretation. Um, now you could ask me why the baby stopped aging at mid-30s, because there are stabilizers to affect rapid aging, as revealed by Leia's character. Interesting, I'm not quite sure about rapidly Leia's character. I'm not sure the connection you're making there, my friend, but maybe I'll, I'll spot it later. Around Sam's corpse, we see cryptobiotes, tardigrades, which prevents the, the event, the, the effect of timefall, rapid aging. So a little aside for me, I did a little dive into um, tardigrades. So basically, cryptobiosis is the ability to basically almost like, just basically for all purposes die and, and go into a sort of crypt Kryptonic or sorry, Krypton, um, to just like to go into a dormant state where there's just no life signs or very like minuscule life, cell, life life signs whatsoever, and that these creatures are able to resuscitate like months later. You know, it's quite quite remarkable. Um, and when you know a crypto cryptobiota day, you know, basically they dehydrate and they're able to repel all moisture. So that's why when um, this is in the real world, the tardigrades do this. And the water bear, by the way, the the water bears um, from the trailer are modeled after the recently revealed ones in, in Japan. So again, um, I think I made a post a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago, where I was like, the Death Stranding marketing is going really far by like introducing a new species, like Kojima finding and introducing new species and uh, teleporting them into our world so that like scientists can discover them. It was a bit jestful, obviously, but the idea is that, yeah, um, that's w w which particular kind of water bear they're using for the cryptobiotes is the Japanese one they were discovered not long ago. Uh, and it makes sense because if you swallow one of those, again, makes sense is, is a loose term here, but in the, in the world of Death Stranding, these creatures uh, have um, basically moisture-repelling qualities, right? Because they, they need to dehydrate to go into their cryptobiotic state, right? Is, is my understanding, at least. Please chime in if you're a cryptobiosis expert to, you know, message me through at Instagram, um, the Instagram or Facebook or even at Reddit at user um, interactive artistry. However... How I take this to, to apply to Death Stranding directly is um, is the idea that, so you'll be going along, maybe even obviously being able to consume cryptobiotes. I think that's a given that um, Sam will be able to do that. Um, and why he spits them out is because that's what happens when, almost like the gecko from, uh, from MGS4, it's like after a certain amount of exertion, this has to be some kind of like... This is some toll taken on the body, so he regurgitates those cryptobiotes that he swallowed. Although she chews it, which is a bit interesting. But anyway, the idea generally is that why are these cryptobiotes appearing um, 
why are these tardigrades appearing uh, in the death realm? So the implied thing is that cryptobiotes, it, it, again, it, with that Kojima way, taking science and going that little step further with um, something su like pseudo-explainable, really, which I love so much. And it's part of that uh, sort of endless creativity that I think uh, the choice of his field of um, portraying like his expressions of creativity, of art and, creati uh, you know, um, and entertainment for sure. And the idea is that... Uh, you know, the time fall is this aggressive, interdimensional, completely supernatural rain, you know, that, uh, and it's this aggressive and uh, hostile, and very dangerous rain, right? So if you were to swallow, I mean, you could obviously, <laughs> you know, maybe the early days of coping with the rainfall, the time fall was like, okay, well, we need this, these goods to get transported over there. And um, maybe people tried to spray themselves with the, you know, moisture repellent gel or whatever uh, maybe even down the line in the universe of death stranding we'll find that uh, these tardigrades however we come across them because it's implied that leia can come across them they're somehow used as a like a an ingredient in some kind of spray to be able to spray things um so that they don't decay um out in the world possibly that's just a thought that i had but it makes sense just with the same logic that tardigrades would appear in the death realm again taking that fact of you know how tardigrades can live in these very hostile conditions and kojima says well how about hostile enough to be literally the death dimension and then the internal logic of the death stranding universe replies yes yes that makes sense because tardigrades this is another another way in which tardigrades um can uh, survive in all environments including these uh ostensibly supernatural but i'm sure in some sense within the narrative of death stranding because you know we know kojima is quite a he he really uh, appreciates and, and it's like i think for him to be able to tell a story it has to be explainable to some degree and he doesn't like to leave too much up to um you know the imagination uh with with certain aspects i'm sure there is mystery there's intrigue obviously but like say compared to someone like fumito ueda who likes to leave things unspoken and unsaid it's just a facet of who kuchima is he's and i think uh, david hater once described once described him as like obsessive compulsive in that way and i as a fellow and like previously very very um like like debilitatingly obsessive compulsive person now it's just become sort of like benign thoroughness as i've mentioned on earlier shows um i can really appreciate when someone wants to take something as literally granular as like probably one of the smallest things you can think of a tardigrade and this this aspect of the inner universe logic of, of death stranding that it's explained in this way that i can just nod and say okay that's that's explainable enough for me tardigrades are water repelling creatures that can make their way into the very watery as like dimension of uh purgatory which we have rent open a portal to or melded with our own worlds because of i think i suspect over under maybe 50 60 percent over under is uh the um the fact that we we caused the death stranding and it was uh nuclear um uh, mutually assured destruction that kind of thing i think that we literally created a bomb so powerful that it destroyed some kind of fundamental universal barrier and uh, like this purgatory water literally rushed into some part of our dimension um or connected us to it in in this way where the lines between these the chiral dimension for example and ours and the purgatory and ours are now extremely thin and can be crossed over with things like explosions and such so it makes sense that tardigrades would again as they do they're the um i also heard the word extremophile in uh, i think a david attenborough documentary once uh, these creatures that can live in insane levels of temperature as well of cold and, and heat so extremophiles cryptobiotes tardigrades that sort of thing so 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. And then you take that. So, okay, these creatures can live in this sort of supernatural water as well. And then that would mean that because they're able to survive in that in that state, in that supernatural water, that they would have this aspect to them of being able to repel that. So that makes perfect sense for me that they become like a, a consumable almost to keep time fall away. Too easy. Okay, so... Um, let me just jump in. Sorry, I took a little aside there, folks. So naked Sam is very similar to a naked baby, considering the absence of clothes. And if the rainwater from Purgatory can fast-forward time, would it be possible to grow up when one person th is thrown into the ocean full of timefall? Uh, in Purgatory, now you could ask me why the baby stopped aging at mid-30s, because there are stabilizers to, um, to affect rapid aging. As revealed by Leia's character, around Sam's corpse we see Cryptobiot's tardigrades, which prevents the effect of timefall, rapid aging, and that's why Sam's corpse doesn't appear as a skeleton as well, but as a young Sam. Probably the artificial womb can also help feeding the baby from Carrier's uh, belly somehow, similar to our mother's placenta. Now, there could be a few interesting elements here in terms of gameplay. We may be forced to control very old or even skeleton Sam if we didn't eat enough tardigrades before we die. We saw a baby inside Sam's belly not affected by purgatory water. Fast forwarding time. My theory, the baby before the explosion is naked Sam, affected and growing rapidly in purgatory water. He breaks free from his casket. He only becomes an adult in the, if the previous carrier dies and goes to pur purgatory accordingly, which causes him to age and grow rapidly. This is very interesting, my friend. I just wanted to say, take it aside, because it's... I'm not fully rejecting it. It's it's weirdly starting to make sense to me now. I really, I really dig it. He has to swim back to his previous carrier and perform a cesarean to receive the baby that is always there somehow. Wow. That baby inside Sam's belly is only visible in purgatory and we can see the handprints he uh, previously marked. When those handprints can be marked, it means that they were once black, as proved in the first trailer. Which means that the baby is invisible in Sam's belly, like a purgatory being in Sam's belly. <laughs> uh, and can be only activated slash observed upon death in purgatory, where it belongs. That theory can even open more doors, like the artificial womb is filled with purgatory water in order to make the purgatory baby visible. That would explain how the artificial womb really works. Sam has to stick a needle in his belly every time he wants to activate the womb, so the baby can appear inside the casket. There are two babies. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Actually, because I thought it was initially like the display kind of decloaking, so then the baby's revealed inside, but it could just be literally the purgatory water like is stimulated by the needle inside Sam in some way, and it like the baby appears uh, visible from the chiral, um, sorry, from the uh, purgatory dimension because it's held in this sort of state of purgatory water which if you think about it uh it, it, the child essentially resembles an unborn child again so i've talked about this about the child having this uh, this this state of between life and death because they haven't been born yet but they are alive you know so what is again going into those definitions of life and death very interesting right so that would explain why the artificial womb really works sam has to stick a needle in his belly every time he wants to activate the womb so the baby can appear inside the casket there are two babies, one of them inside the womb and the other one inside Sam. They could be the one and the same, however. One of them is visible, like the purgatory beings. That technology allows what is visible to be vi what is invisible to be visible. The rope between our world and the other world. There is a nice contrast between how there are handprints on Sam's body and handprints inside Sam. Each previous Sam who carried the, set, uh, carried the baby has a handprint. Some sort of effect or meme, history, effort, or experience, and deep connection. 
on the baby who grows up rapidly in Purgatory Sam. Baby is thrown in this world and immediately burdened to carry the baby. Hmm. Immediately cursed with his father's, the former self's, legacy. That's why handprints appear after each time we die, as a reminder of our previous carrier. The baby only plays in the game if our previous Sam dies. There is some kind of paradox. What makes Sam alive is the same reason he is dead, and there are already two of them, even three or more. Three and more. The falling into purgatory scene is so similar yet so opposite to the first trailer. If you noticed, the baby is outside rather than inside, rather than carriers having handprints on naked Sam, pre previously the baby. The baby has handprints on the carrier Sam, as if they are taking place on the same time in, at the same time in different dimensions. This could be due to the absence of purgatory water. That's why the baby is invisible, and all whales at the purgatory are stranded. To summarize, every time we every time we die, we go to purgatory. The casket breaks free, and the baby in the artificial womb grows up rapidly due to exposure of the purgatory water, similar to how bridges at the bridges member age rapidly. However, for some reason, instead of looking very old, he looks like previous Sam, because of stabilizers like the cryptobiote. The baby has to reach his previous carrier, Sam, to take his equipment, and the baby within, that is only visible at Purgatory, so he can come back and put him in the casket with Purgatory water, so the cycle can continue. Sam keeps carrying himself. The invisible baby inside Sam, when they are not in our world, is, always appears as dark material in our world. That's why he pukes the black goo, similar to nausea of a pregnant woman, when he comes back to the world of the living. Just like they can't be observed, their effect on environment can't be observed. Baby, the baby is spinning inside even if it is not visible. The black material is portrayed as if it is composed of every Sam that ever died, a collection of each memory, lesson, failure, achievement, something organic and collective. Sam is connecting with himself. Tremendous. Really, I mean, I'll say obviously just to get this out of the way, we had to die, we had to um, kind of go through some sort of uh, interestingly a phrase English there, but uh, incredible, incredible theory. So we have a, um, I'll dive into my thoughts at the end of the show as I mentioned, but underneath that we have the Nutrabin, who who chimes in. This is very well done, and it is a mechanic that both is weird and full of symbolism, but also weird. <laughs> Something Kojima could very well put off mysticism and weirdness, pull off rather mysticism and weirdness. I would add something to what you said. You mentioned that for some reason the baby in purgatory water ages to the same age that his previous Sam was, and does not age older due to the stabilizer. I could have an explanation. Kojima stated that the purgatory scene was like the continue screen, where you can choose to continue playing or exit the game. Well, in every continue screen I know, there is a countdown, a limited time to make a choice. I think here the aging of the baby is your countdown. Kojima stated that you can travel the purgatory world to find objects and items before getting out. He also said that this is a game phase that is played in first-person mode. I would say it's very possible that the purgatory world is played in first-person due to technical reasons. It would be hard to model modelize a rapidly growing human from a newborn to adult. That is why it's first-person. That is brilliant, and I'm going to give that, my friend, to you. An over 60% chance of that happening, for sure. Maybe even 70 or that just being the case of why it's first person, just like CD Projekt Red saying, you know, they wanted to pick things of a certain level of detail, etc. So for those sections to have that dynamic kind of geometry of the, um, you know, of the, the geometry of, of the figures, you know, of the child aging and changing that way in real time, it would necessitate more processing power. So makes sense. 
You have a limited time to scout the area, find perks and items in this world before joining the body of your dying Sam and resurrect. Maybe your time is limited and you have to go back to your Sam. The same age he is for continuity reasons. Sam, same. That's just me there. Um, your soul, your memories, etc. Kojima weirdness re uh, reason would make it mandatory for you to resurrect at the same age you died or risk of vanishing forever or create a time paradox that would ensue. What do you think? Love your theory though. I think it's creative and plausible to be an actual game design choice. I agree with you. These are so worthwhile. I'm going to keep reading my friends. Kazopel says in the third trailer those hands that caught the one in the bridges organization did not intend to kill him but rather to bring him in a state of incompatibility of incompatibility with life so that he could control him in short to use his body as a host the concept of death here is rather an emerging state towards another form of life or death this is from wing chung guy one it's one of the comments i'm leaning against the idea that the baby is a clone of sam that replaces sam in a void out so that he can live out so that he can live on because it's shown in trailer two that the baby is transferred to sam from the other guy who gets eaten by the giant Thus it seems the baby is not a clone, otherwise... Uh, sorry, thus it seems the baby is not a clone, otherwise the guy wouldn't have thrown the baby to Sam, but just kept it to respawn himself. In trailer 3, we see Sam get eaten by the underground people with the baby. So if he was willing to have the baby eaten, uh, there, must have known, there he must have known that he would come back by that point. A little bit like, uh, you know, Edge of Tomorrow. Just thought I'd throw that in there. And again, we see the creature from Edge of Tomorrow resembling... The creature from Death Stranding, you know, um, the the chiral lion revealed in the for in the fifth trailer, fifth glimpse. Maybe in trailer two, Sam had never been eaten before, and didn't know he could come back, which was why he wasn't carrying the baby at that point. And the other guy thought it better to pass the baby to Sam than have the baby be eaten with him by the giant. I think this. Uh, I think the alternative theory to the clone baby theory is that Sam is special because he has dooms and the extinction factor. That prevents him from being stuck in the water realm so he can come back after a void out we see in trailer 2 that after the other guy is eaten by the giant and causes a void out the black liquid sucks out a huge crater worth of stuff from the earth sam is sent to the underwater purgatory we also see the wreckage of the car there so we know he was actually physically sent there and it is not mental he is the only person in the underwater purgatory that isn't floating to the surface of the water to be eaten by the monsters he is stuck to the bottom of the water. Secondly, it seems the baby is some kind of symbiotic, uh, and I was going to say symbolic almost, cherub, that is somehow related to the power of the Ludens, as Mads' character and Troy Baker's character both seem to be related to the baby. Troy's, Troy Baker's character is most obviously related because his baby, his baby activates when he uses the mask to interact with the Black Realm. What's strange about Troy Baker is that his mechanical arm and baby is different to Sam's because the mechanical hand has a different appearance and is always on, whereas Sam and Del Toro's character, both part of Bridges, have to wake the baby to activate the arm. So some some humorous comments at the bottom. I do not understand shit. I have to read this once again. So, and then that's from Pain underscore Division. And then Sleepy Tiger Cub says TLDR. So there is the different. Uh, as there a little microcosm of the different kinds of uh, folks are uh, engaging with Death Stranding. All of these are just brilliant. Um, I see really like, uh, yeah, you know, as you go along, you're sort of hearing the uh, unfurling of the of the theory, right? And you're kind of recalling as you go reference points of your own speculation and what you've seen and such. And in the middle of such intricate and well thought out theories, these ones here, and speculative and like really experimental, I quite like that. Um, at certain points, 
I, I won't lie, uh, you know, you can get lost. You just need to um, you know, keep connecting, making, again, making those connections, not, not throwing your hands up. Not saying that people who are throwing their hands up are like wrong in some way, again, to each their own, but uh, it was sticking through all of that was absolutely wonderful and worthwhile. So thank you, A Ito uh, Jinji Game. So let's put you, my friend, at, we jumped, we jumped in that for a while, so let's put you at 30, Ito. Thank you so much, my friend. Let's dive in further. So, user Metal Venom Ludens. Great, <laughs> great name. Uh, what do you guys think Sam is transporting? Sure, we know he transports corpses and we know why that is important in the world, but he also carries a lot of other packages. Is Bridges kind of like a public sector entity by the government and companies like Fragile Express and Black Hole Private? Is he transporting essentials to the surviving, to the surviving population after the Death Stranding? So number one comment there is Stephanie Houston. There's been some thoughts now that, uh, you know, cross-referencing, um, like just, you know, aesthetics, see um, who that um, character on Sam's back resembles most. Some have speculated that it is uh, Emily O'Brien's character instead. But uh, I think uh, Stephanie's more kind of aquiline nose, which is, if you want that word, it's uh, just a straighter, more, more pronounced nose than Emily. That, as far as I know, kind of makes me think that it is Stephanie, but we'll see. We shall see. One of the comments here is, uh, time be wasted. Uh, the human race is on the verge of extinction. Clean food and water, especially water with time fall, is hard to come by. Sam delivers the nutrition needed to keep the remaining humans from being stranded in death. The main rule is that they must always remember to eat standing. Ha! I didn't see that coming, and that is so good. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much, right? Okay, uh, by the way, if that, you know, I won't just scream past that. Basically, the eat standing thing comes from how the, um, the letters E-A-T and then S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G are most pronounced. And I think they have like threads coming off them. So it's like people read that when they see the Death Stranding logo. So eat standing is like a... <laughs> okay, little, little uh, you know, speculative thing for me. I bet you around the time of Death Stranding release, um, Death Stranding's release, uh, like whatever convention... We're going to have um, CryptoBiote-themed, uh, you know, takeaway stands, and uh, they'll be called Eat Standing Stands, and you can uh, order CryptoBiote resembling little kind of, uh, I don't know, prob probably sweets. I don't think they'll involve meat in any way to, like, sculpt meat into these CryptoBiote shapes. Uh, but yeah, they'll be like candy. It'll be like a marshmallow CryptoBiotes molded in the shape of, yeah, tardigrades. And um, they'll be Eat Standing stalls. There you go. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's just my thought there. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Oh, so Stevik Twenty says a thin circuit inside. That's those are the words written on the package with the spider logo. Maybe he is delivering some sensitive equipments and devices too. It is also possible that his deliveries are like smuggling goods. This might explain why he's doing it on foot, even though the world the game is set in looks futuristic. Uh, then Metal Venom Ludens replies, Sam does have access to vehicles. He loses his bike in the trailer as it falls off a cliff, and Kojima said he can access different vehicles. Hmm. Dan Pachi says, thin circuit inside refers to the tape itself. It changes color the more packages get damaged, tampered. Yellow, red, black. Uh, and then a wonderful, uh, wonderfully kind of irreverent reply from the... Actually, he's a legit... Uh, he, he, she, or they, incredible theory crafter, Frank underscore Jaeger just says... Sorry, Frank underscore Jaeger 96 says, he gotta, he's got to be a drug dealer of some sort. And I'm just, I love that. I love that. Got to take these little asides, folks. So... Um, yeah, thank you so much for that one, Metal Venom Ludens. Let's put you at, uh, so I've got you at 49. Let's put you at 47, uh, Metal Venom. Too easy. 
getting a little bit of the, of the gist of this um, uh, time stamping thing. So right here, oh, I, I can't uh, breeze past um, the the awesome uh, Python Silicon uh, with their videos of so the part three here posted by user Crazy Dev Seven Radio. So uh, I'll just read one of the few comments here. So no matter whether it's true or not, it is entertaining. This is from Venom underscore Awakens underscore GR. Then I, I'll read um, Stu Incredible says, I do enjoy Python's videos for being entertaining and, and at least trying to make logical connections, even if they are loosely tied to Death Stranding and fairly incoherent, considering most of the points made in the video are just linking random things to other random things. I.e. water is a staircase. Sorry, I.e. water in a staircase disappears because you beat Pyramid Head is the same as Death Stranding's Death purgatory area it is still a hell of a lot more plausible than a silly photoshop of logos and pretending it's mgs zero which has been in development since 2006 when mgs um three launch radio so yeah um and then the last comment here from d-r-a-y-n-i-o-r draenor i love the editing i don't agree with many of the points that make that make the connections to death stranding to pt silent hills but their commitment clearly shows they put a lot of effort and love into these videos and i can't help but watch so a little shout out to Python. You are doing wonderful things. Uh, I really, really respect that you're taking your own uh, approach to, uh, you know, crafting your, um, you know, as someone who is very much, you know, at, with interactive artistry, like, um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't just in a, in a way that was just 100% authentic to my, like, uh, my own energy, my own tendencies and predilections and uh, my ways, my truth, essentially. So you following yours and doing something that Let's just say in, in that way we're kind, of, we're kind of kindred in that we both don't really do things for just following those 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 kind of those main avenues into clickdom, so to speak. Uh, it's just it's it's exhausting, and I'm sure that that would be the case for yourself as well. Um, uh, so I really respect that you that you put your uh, put your videos together how you do without the narration. It's just like props to you again. I, I really celebrate folks for following themselves and, and being uncompromising in uh, presenting themselves in literally like nothing's more worth no no amount of. Uh, profit or clicks or subs or anything nothing is more uh, nothing will bring you more joy and and truth and uh peace really than um, just being authentic to yourself truly so i, I really respect uh, you taking your angle on that material on this material in, in general with the death stranding and kojima um all that all that i'll say though is just with um, your uh, just broadening that into sort of pt and silent hills um, and the metal uh, yeah it's just not 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 my thing personally and uh, I just say it, take it in this way that we are maybe just taking different sort of scholarly <laughs> academic uh, archaeological approaches to uh, analyzing this material and that for me I'm just gonna in terms of just my chosen field of study so to speak uh, with uh, with death stranding it's just I'm on I'm sort of the baseline one of the baseline premises for me is that uh, it's a uh, 100% um, its own uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Its own kind of uh, universe, its own, its own story, its own world, and um, that there won't really be any overt uh, illusions or um, connections, goodness, uh, to anything previously that uh, Kojima has made. Um, this really does feel like, again, with so many themes of birth and death, like uh, the old world died, the new world is born, sort of thing, is is really how I feel that uh, Death Stranding is going to be. So, props to you for doing your thing, and um, I'm. I'm I appreciate uh, that you found like a wonderful fellowship, and I'm I'm so grateful that people have resonated with someone expressing their truth as you have, you know. Um, yeah, so you do your thing, my friend. So from user superj50k, um, actually, again, cannot forget crazy dev. Let's go into um, uh, fifty doo -doo 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 -doo. 
51 for that, and then 50, I suppose just 50 for Metal Venom. Thank you so much um, to Crazy Dev. Lovely, lovely. So 51 crazy I've written in my timestamp notes. Um, so use a Super J50K. Great rhyming surname. Solid facts slash discussion. Maybe it's because I'm out of the loop or have been mostly passive in the development of this game, just waiting for it to come out because the trailers continue to raise more questions than answers, but what the actual fuck is this game? <laughs> uh, what the actual fuck is this game about? What kind of game is it? What do we know for sure? I keep seeing people throw around the phrases like Lumens, which is Ludens, or Chiral, and I have no clue, no, no clue what they mean. I just want to emphasize that this isn't a theory post or speculation, I'm mostly just curious to be filled in caught up to speed with the solid bullet points, for lack of a better term, so help a brother out love this so Stu incredible um very helpfully says trailer 4 mostly put things like chiral into the lore of the game so if you want to try and get any kind of grasp of the game the best thing is to refer to trailer 4 otherwise there is not much people uh, much for much much for people to confirm little tidbits like the color of the handcuffs seem to be in health indicators based on pretty strong evidence in trailer 3 the detect the detector arm seems to link to the baby and track the floating figures there seems to be effects of this world on humans called dooms Again, referenced in the in trailer four. Actually, I just say watch trailer four and trailer four analysis videos. Analysis being the keyword. A keyword. Don't fall down the hole of Archelect is Kojima and Death Stranding is PT. That kind of stuff. You know, I resonate with that. So um, then, user. Thank you for that, by the way. User Stu Incredible. Then user says, uh, user Uranic Silver says, there's actually quite a bit about the law that you can suggest. I'll be posting a full theory soon. Awesome. Uh, and then this is great, Super J50K says, oh shit, there was a fourth trailer? <laughs> Last one I was aware of was the one with Troy Baker's character slipped right under my nose, so that's the one from, um, was it Paris Games Week? Was it? Was it E3? No, it was PSX last year, I believe, yes. Coolie, coolies, awesome. So yeah, thank you so much, folks. Um, last two comments are Wing Chun Guy one says trailer four was the Troy Baker character reveal with a man with a golden mask, and then Super J fifty K says apparently not. The fourth trailer has some blonde woman in it. Again, fourth trailer um, is yeah the one with um, <laughs> well, I take a little bit of issue with just saying some blonde woman, uh, my friend. But uh, yeah, so that is Lindsay Wagner, one of uh, Kojima's like favorite people ever um wonderful human being uh, advocate for non-violence wonderful actress uh, and then leia sidhu who's also just um a really kindred person um again as i say this collection of uh, folks who are other that kojima has not only like assembled around him to create this material with you know um adams is other sorry <laughs> mads mickelson you know these folks they just they they, they look they don't look like um 1950s classical Hollywood people like there's just a, a vibe and a sense to them of just being slightly other just like Guillermo del Toro as well you know as is uh, Kojima himself he is other as well so I celebrate the other for sure here at interactive artistry and just in general because if you're just staying in the in, in the main flow of things uh, and not taking other avenues literally other is other also indicates not just on the outside but alternative and you need the other to be able to see other points of views so one of my favorite words other I just discovered radio so thank you for that super j 50k and let's put you at 57 super super duper duper let's crack on user vagg core hands fingers and the length of the trailers so far we have five trailers i love already where this is going you know me and symbolism i love this the first one is about three minutes long thumb finger 
The second is about five minutes, index finger. The third and fourth trailers are eight minutes long, middle and ring finger. And the most recent is a one minute long, pinky finger. Oh! <laughs> Great. The length of the trailers are as long as fingers are. Oh, I'm going to die right now. The, I believe seconds don't matter, but minutes do. So I assume that at TGA we will have a trailer that will inform us about many things. It will be the last trailer before the release and it will hold a lot of information. Kojima himself said that at TGA there will be many things about Death Stranding. I can safely assure that TGA 2018's trailer about Death Stranding will be the palm. <laughs> I'm dying right now. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is amazing. Oh, as in, I mean, he says 2018 here. I'm sure maybe he means 2019 or something. But yeah, there's been five released glimpses so far and that the next one will be the palm. As long as it holds a lot of... Oh, it holds a lot of info. Get it? Like a palm would do about the game. That's my theory. Hope is interesting. Hope is interesting. Oh, yeah, hope or hope is interesting. Although I also find hope, holding hope, more interesting than falling into cynicism. Edit also at trailer four... Uh, ring, ring finger a possible marriage of sam is revealed through the photo of lindsay wagner at the end good lord no 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 this is tremendous emotional finish uh, I, i'm just going to comment right now this is absolutely phenomenal <laughs> incredible radio oh, okay so i'm just letting that all sink in for you listeners here yes yes um if you take the length of the videos of all of um uh, the death stranding glimpses so far um yeah, and you align them vertically, uh, they resemble the relative length of the sort of golden ratio, which is um, the hands. You know, hands have a certain measurement between the different uh, fingers. And uh, if he sees a congruency there, I celebrate your connection making, my friend. I really do. Uh, some funny comments. Warrior Lander says, this is just too much, isn't it? <laughs> and then VAGG Core says, it's never enough. And I'm going to upvote you and say, you're absolutely right. And, and and yeah, you're awesome. Oh my god, that's so great. Oh, that is so wonderful. I just can't get over that. I dig it, my friend. Dig it, my friend. Lovely, lovely. Okay. Yep, and this is the sort of thing that uh, that gives me life. Uh, all kinds of connections give me life, but I love this. Um, this would fit into the, fe the theme of the five floating entities. Damn, you are a Kojima tier genius. Nah, just totally blown away by the game. VAGG core, you humble mofo. You went full on mental, you never go full on mental, Charlie Fatine says. Uh, that got a few upwards, but <laughs> I really applaud this, it's really good. So, um, yeah, how do minutes equal finger length? It's Kojima, enough said, I love that, thank you. VG, VAGG Core, shout out to you, my friend. Um, so there's some wonderful, yeah, continued uh, back and forth there, so let's put you at uh, 1-0-0, VAGG. Legend. Thank you so much for that, my friend. Let's dive, dive back into the flow. Conan in Japan is November 28th, 10th Pacific, my friends. It is, this is, this is what's going on. This is, here we go. I'm going into my calendar right now. And I keep my little calendar and I'm adding that live here on the show. 28th of November. Okie dokie. So, and let's just, I'll just type Conan chat. Oh, is it, oh, is it November? Oh, I was I was putting that as October. My my apologies, folks. That is quite a while away. However, it's totally fine. Time eventually passes. There you go. There's an adage for you, or rather, like a simple statement of fact. <laughs> Conan, Japan. Here we go. Yeah, make sure you're putting that in your calendars at the same time, folks. Radio. Thank you, by the way, user um, ALX wife, uh, ALX WLFE for that one. You're awesome. I did it right now. 
here we go. This is 520 upvotes. My level of dooms is rising now. I can see them. It's tremendous. Give me your handstand in death. It's the handstand. It's wonderful. Make sure to head over. Give them some love. It's essentially Sam realizing, oh, and it's like this super somber first panel. And then underneath, he just sees this creature standing on his hands. I, I referenced this earlier in the show. So this is from user Brotasmo 21 hours ago. The Russia 2055 connection. Here we go. This is their theory. So as user Android13 pointed out in their post earlier today, Kojima recently retweeted a trailer from an unknown developer for a game called Russia 2055. Having gone on the marketing journey for Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain, I smelled something fishy. So I did some googling, naturally. This trailer is reminiscent of the announcement of The Phantom Pain. For those who you, of you who did not know the, the launch of The Phantom Pain, when that game was first announced, Kojima used a fake production company, Moby Dick Studios, as a stand-in for Koji Pro. He even went so far as to create a website and to manufacture a fake name for the CEO of the company, Joachim Mogren, which is an anagram of Kojima. Oh, sorry, Joachim being an anagram of Kojima. So we know this dude has been on some fuckery before. <laughs> While I'm not implying that any of the footage shown in the trailer is directly from Death Stranding, the following are connections to the previous Kojima ruse and potential connections to Death Stranding. Social media. Invictus Volaton is a virtually unknown developer, akin to Moby Dick Studios. They have no website but a Twitter profile created in September 2018, a YouTube channel created in August 2014, and an Unreal Engine forums dating back to June 2015. Death Stranding was revealed at E3 with Norman Reedus in June 2016, so it's logical to assume that the game has been in development for, a lot, for at least a year. This puts the, the creation of all these accounts well within the window of the concept and idea phases of Death Stranding, which I'm sure Kojima and co have had in the back po in their back pockets since as early as um, Kuchisama 2014. Interesting thought there about how early his ideas... I mean, he did mention his childhood story about uh, male pregnancy and such. Uh, I think that's what it was. But yeah, he talked about a high school story he wrote at one point, which um, evokes Death Stranding in quite a few places. Quotes it, you know. Invictus Volaton's Twitter has made only five tweets since it was created. The YouTube channel only has the aforementioned trailer. The Unreal Engine forum account only has four posts, all within last week. So each of these accounts have only been effectively active for only about a week. This leads me to, be to believe that the developer has either just begun to promote a game that they conceptualized four years ago, or, deep down, it's really Kojima Productions. The name of the studio. Not only is the logo for Invictus Volaton Studio just plain text, but the words themselves connect to Death Stranding. Let's break it down. Invictus is Latin for unconquerable or undefeated. This may have a connection to Kojima's broken ties with Konami. He is unconquerable as he will release this new IP in spite of his troubles with Konami. Let's go a little further. Invictus is also the title of the famous Victorian poem by William Ernest Henley in 1888. Triple infinity. Sorry, that's just me there. <laughs> and past, present, future, infinity. I love that. Uh, in his first poem of... Um, poem in his first volume of poems book of verses in the section life and death echoes so for clarification there invictus is also the title of a famous victorian poem by william ernest henley in 1888 in his first volume of poems book of verses in the section life and death echoes the imagery in this poem has a direct connection to much of what we have seen of death stranding so far even connecting to elements of the game story and setting here's here's some text here is the text of the poem out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, 
I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. I connect this poem with Sam Porter Bridges, Goosebumps by the way, um, who is capable of coming back from the dead. His soul is unconquerable. This is not a stretch as Kojima made connections with British literature before with The Phantom Pain. The motifs of Moby Dick in The Phantom Pain mirror this connection. As for Volition, oh sorry, my bad, I, I, my bad, I thought I said Voliton. As for, and then Soliton Radar, ha. Huh. Um, as for Volition, I have less to go on. Volition is defined as willpower, or the power to make one's own decisions. This further reinforces the sentiment that Sam is the captain of his own soul, and Kojima as well. In Death Stranding, your decisions have consequences, but you will always come back. Always come back. As in, I'll keep coming. The player has the power to make the... N the player has the power to make a better decision in their next life. I'm weirdly getting emotional. Wonderful. <sighs> I really resonate with what uh, Kojima experienced with all the Konami stuff. Having to sever ties to a past life and sort of reforge yourself. Me and my army stuff. So it's a little bit of a connection there. And I, I, uh, it's another layer of my connection. Even if the army stuff hadn't happened there. I, um, I, I resonate with uh, his approach to growing through creation through conflict essentially which is the name of one of my actually chess piece tattoos that i named it that way this is wonderful excuse me for my little uh, reminiscences folks um so the video the video is already much something that we would expect from kojima mechs soldiers and a landscape that looks strikingly like the post-apocalyptic world we've seen in death stranding something about the trailer seems off to me the heavily blurred focus, post-processing, and details like hands and lighting are sloppy, but in a way that almost seems intentionally inconsistent. That kind of reminds me of how, you know, Kojima with PT, he later revealed that he made sure that PT was um, downscaled, as in the quality, even though that it still looks wonderful to me whenever I see anything PT, but he did say, he did say that, uh, goodness, that... Um, that PT had had been intentionally, um, you know, downscaled to resemble something that an indie developer would make. Right. So yeah, the heavily blurred focus, post-processing, and details like hands and lighting are sloppy, but in a way that almost seems intentionally inconsistent. Along with overall impressions of Metal Gear with the mechs, some of the small details on the mechs look a little too similar to some telltale signatures of Yoji Shinkawa. We see these same metal discs as accents on Ludens, on Metal Gear Solid Five Battle Dress, and on Sahelanthropus. On top of that, the tripod walker in the trailer look very similar to the strands present in the Death Stranding promos we have seen so far. Conclusion: I know that there's not a ton of work, not a ton to work with here, but my initial impression is that there's more than meets the eye with this trailer. Considering the marketing tactics of Koji Pro, it isn't outside the realm of possibility, possibility that this trailer is somehow connected to Death Stranding. Then again, Kojima could be browsing the Unreal Engine forums and come across this trailer by chance, but I don't suspect that that's the case, considering how busy he should be right now working on Death Stranding. Should be, again, I'll just say, like, he is busy. Like, he is, I just know it. It's like in, in his body language and in his um, posting and everything, it's just something that I sense. Um, that, yeah, he's hard, he's hard at work, as is his team. 
More than anything, I'd like to see... That's just my little side there. <laughs> uh, more than anything, I'd like to see what the community has to say about this theory. Let me know if you think there's anything I missed, uh, or if you'd like to reject my theory as grasping for straws. As is the case with most of y'all, I'm hyped for Death Stranding, and it's fun to speculate about things, the things that we haven't seen yet. Looking forward to your reaction. Snatches end in 2049 with the main character heading off to Siberia to uncover secrets of his past and deal with the source of the Snatches. <laughs> um, so this is that's from uh, Unnamed Land. And then we have a, a lovely um, extensive response here from Stu Incredible says, I want to think that it's related, but the material is just so poor I can't buy it. The animations are bad, the post-processing and after effects are off uh, the charts and turned to their max it seems, i.e., the chromatic aberration and the motion blur, film grain, etc. Kojima is very filmic in his approach to pretty much all his products. Even his ruses have a level of quality and design focus that a lot of people disregard because he later showed up um, dressed like a mummy for an interview. <laughs> Funny days. Uh, if you look at the quality of the presentation of PT uh, or the MGS4 FPSTs, the Phantom Pain reveal trailer before it was MGS5, etc., it doesn't quite match with what we're seeing in Russia 2055. That very much looks like a student project, an amateur designing a proof-of-concept trailer, a, a render target. Even the soundtrack for the trailer sounds extremely amateur, which is fine, I just don't think it's something Kojima would create. Uh, and he provides a few links to MGS4, Phantom Pain, and PT. You can even go back... Oh, I just realized, TPPT, uh, Reflection. Uh, not entirely Kyrel, but I like that. Ah, uh, you know, the TPPT, excuse me. My bad, folks. Anyway, right in the middle here, so let's continue. You can even go back as far as MGS2 and the Tanker demo. Basically, Kojima still adds flair to his ruses, where Russia 2055 looks, well, homebrewed. Edit, as an aside, under social media, it is worth mentioning that the only Twitter account that Invictus Volition follows is Elon Musk. Uh, Invictus Volition, yeah. And it's liked, uh, it's liked only post uh, from Musk about the Mars Colony concept of Mars Base Alpha. I can dig it, says uh, GreyFox22. Uh, this is some pretty good research, Javid6542 says. Um... Yeah, the Thanos Thanostrich, fantastic username, says, Does anyone know what engine they were using before sharing Gorillas? It sounded like the initial E3 trailer and some games tests were done with a temporary engine. This looks like uh, a Real Engine 4 project from the error messages displayed on screen, so if it has anything to do with Koji Pro, then perhaps it is built from an old prototype they did. I'm not sure that what to think, but it's worth keeping an eye on. I definitely feel It definitely feels like an amateur project, but seeing as Kojima doesn't fool people more than a day with PT or TPP... Uh, oh yeah, there you go. Destroying my chiral theory, although again, adding the extra P makes it technically asymmetrical. Anyway, sorry, uh, PTRTPP. This might be him taking a different approach at the, at the same idea. <laughs> and then there's a very sobering one. Drewby underscore Dooby underscore do. Dude, there's no relation between this game and Death Stranding. Rush 2055 is a game being developed uh, by a one-man studio. Kojima, being a fan of video games and a good Samaritan, retweeted this to help the game's publicity. And then we'll add, we'll add on Mangled Mailman. We'll add and I'll up, uh, upvote them. We'll end on this one, rather. Mangled Mailman says, one word, plausible. So we'll put you at... Um, where shall we put you, my friend? Where shall we put you, indeed? Okay. Okay, so where's my chronicle? That's important. Template's important. Right. So let's put you, my friend, at 105. That's a one hour and five. And your name, my friend, is Brotasmo. Incredible, incredible research, my friend. I, I, I mean, I got goosebumps during that um, 
during that reading of the poem beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and future thoughts i'll, I'll share them at the end of the, at the end of the show for sure then i have uh posted by me uh um one day ago recording soon um what are your thoughts so let's dive into that so the post that people have mentioned here again i go chronological um excuse me adjusting my position uh, i go chronological from new because i just don't want to miss anything it's just my sort of ocd uh, or vestiges of ocd um returning to me you know so anyway looking forward to diving into this entry with a full week's worth of new eyes perspectives and ideas so zidane kissane says i've been looking forward to reviews that's lovely thank you cheers for that uh and then the austin james says don't forget my posts over the past week and our conversations uh you got it my friend i'm going to dive into one of his ones um he, she, or they. I mean, Austin sounds like a guy's name, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, so he's posted some things to the Instagram, which I'll read out soon. Um, and he's also posted his theory here, which I'll dive into right after I finish reading these. Um, so Uranic Silver says, I'll be posting a theory soon. Would be cool if you checked it out. Plus, what exactly is Death Stranding Weekly? Sorry, I'm kind of new here. And, you know, I'm, I'm on the show right now. So it's, there you go. I've explained what it is. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> right. So Yulti Sandwich. Here we go. So I don't know um, if I am on time um, or not, but I have a small theory about the Golden Mask. Well, several actually. So let's put my old pal, Yulti Sandwich. Well, let's put you at 1 in 15, my friend, or 1 in 14. Sandwich. Short hands for my time stamping. <laughs> so I don't know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm on time or not, but I have a small theory about the Golden Mask. Well, several actually. My theories are based on two variables. A. The mask was created slash existed before the Death Stranding. Or B, the mask was created slash exists after the Death Stranding. And one, the mask uh, the mask is man made yeah, the mask is man made. Or two, the mask is chiral in nature and perhaps a chiral being itself. SCP Tastic there, right there. Secure, contain, protect, that's what that means, and it's in reference to objects that have incredibly frightening uh, unusual supernatural powers and um you know kojima retreated or rather you know was photographed wearing a control search by you know remedy games and control is going to be a game that taps into scp a little bit and uh figured i'd make that little connection for you folks listening right there on the spot so we have a the mask was created uh, oh, so A slash 1. Oh, he's, oh, he's mixing everything. So A, B, and then 1 and 2. So A, 1. The mask was created by man before the Death Stranding. This would imply that humanity knew of the Kyle's existence as somehow though they were able to control them, which probably went wrong at some point. At some point. So B, 1. The mask was created by man after the Death Stranding. After the Death Stranding, you know? This suggests that a group of humans, the Pharaoh wannabes most likely, found a way to control the Kyle entities and are using them for their own ends again going along with the ideas that uh, you know that's why people have sort of gathered around the man in the golden mask not just because of the mystery but because that's something we can really dive into a lot is this link to the um egyptian on, uh, afterlife the duat and all that and uh that again these things in myth you know assassin's creed explores it a little bit about oh there's there's real world stuff that happened that informs the myths and um if because of this death stranding we uncover that yes there is this frightening real death dimension um that is somehow tied to these you know these figures in our ancient past of the ancient egyptians that is very intriguing to think about so radio so that that was b1 i'll read it again just for clarity the mask was created by a man by by man after the death stranding this suggests that the, a group of humans the fear of wannabes most likely found a way to control the chiral entities and are using them for their own ends a2 the, the mask is chiral in nature and existed before the Death Stranding. 
Maybe it somehow wound up in the ordinary world and the people were fascinated by it, leading to experimentation, etc. After, after the Death Stranding, it landed in the possession of Troy Baker. B2. The mask is chiral in nature and appeared after the Death Stranding. Again, this would imply that a group of individuals thrive in this new crapsack world and have found a way to control it. Or perhaps it implies that there is some greater form of intelligence of the chirals and they either bargained the mask or the pharaoh team have been enslaved by them. Also remember what I had told you in a previous episode about Sharon's obol. A coin was placed in the mouth of the deceased and was to be used as payment for Sharon, or the ferryman of the dead. I just can't shake off the connection between the obol and the gold we have seen. And after all, since Kojima looked into Egyptian mythology, it is not unlikely that he would also look into ancient Greek and Roman mythology as well, which I mentioned on one of the previous entries about like the Nemean lion and such. ULT Sandwich then continues with another post. Also, I would like to point out something about the void outs. In the fourth trailer where they are talking about them, there are two things that bother me. One is the way that the man phrases it. Surely, I can't be the only one who thinks, it weird, thinks it's weird. Secondly, when Sam looks inside, as in he goes, trigger a void out. You know, it's interesting how, like, weirdly unaffected. It's like, that's going to eat you kind of thing. It's like just saying that casually without any genuine dread again it implies that Norman can come back from death but we shall see no I, I instead of yeah no cop off cop out we shall see I'll be I'll, I will say that is a bit odd it is very intriguing and I think you know that character who speaks it's a lot of folks are, are suggesting that it is played by um, Jamie I believe that's his name the commander-in-chief the actor who plays him uh, Jamie Lee Jones oh gosh I am Ernie Jamie Lee Jones oh please Tommy Earl Jones there you go I, I didn't look at anything by the way that was just me making the connection there live on the, on the show um, so yeah it is very unusual so I wanted to say that and like underline that and who knows what's behind that again possibly uh, Tommy knows that Sam slash Norman can come back so that's why he's being so sort of lighthearted about it almost or not as like watch out kind of thing you know earnestly like that Secondly, when Sam looks outside and sees the Kyles as well as in the following scenes, they are of the handprint type, not the big hand-headed dudes we saw in Trailer 3. So what if what happened in Trailer 3 with the man being eaten by the Titan was not a void out, but something else entirely? Well, I have to think about there, just jumping in on you, my friend ULT, is that, you know, Kojima had that IGN article where he directly references the third trailer and the explosion and the crater caused by that. So, hmm, I just thought I'd mention that. And also you see here about how it's the hand, uh, how the handprint types. I don't think we've seen anything. Um, well, actually, yeah, trailer three technically shows that the hand creatures float around when the handprints appear, but they don't seem connected to them interesting because they seem like they're observing interesting very interesting such connections to be made and if those let's say the under beings that are grasping at the ceiling of the world you know are maybe controlled by those beings and like they do their hunting for them that's a theory you know i'll call them the umbilical be the, the umbilical floating beings um the five floating figures which are separate i believe the gestalt feeder which is the one that uh, multi-limbed creature that sort of eats the floating body. And then um, the handhead titan, which eats the corpse disposal team member. And then, yeah, the chiral lion. There's quite a few um, entities that we're seeing, but uh, how they relate to each other, it's us for to speculate. But in, insofar as this particular instance, 
I believe that uh, those um, presiding, those auspice presiders, almost—that's a name I used for like an old project one time—that they are presiding and they have, and they are, uh, over, they're presiding over something under whom. <laughs> Where's my English gone? Uh, you know, when you're under the auspices of something, you know, um, and something is presiding over you. So auspice presiders. Just a just a thought I would throw in there from my like ancient past that's like a name i came up with like 12 years ago or something ages ago goodness uh, not 12 yeah almost 12 actually yeah 11 or 12 radio anyway so tangents right so so yeah that's my thought of how those are related so when you brought that up i was like oh, i don't think we've seen that connected but if i were to make a connection here it is you know so they are like using them like almost like like summoning them, just like the way that Troy's character is able to summon those corpses from the underworld, literally, like the world from beneath, um, and get them to breach through. I think those kind of hunting creatures are like larger, more threatening, uh, you know, looking at this sort of sideways aqua aquarium almost, or upside down aquarium where they're reaching. I say sideways because the sides of the aquarium, uh, of an aquarium, uh, you know, you can reach towards those with your hands and like press against them from the inside of the tank if you're in this supposed um you know purgatory realm uh, so that's how i see them being uh, controlled by the umbilical beings right so what if it happened in trailer three when uh, with the man being eaten by the titan but not a void out but something else entirely what if kojima hid something like that from us say after the light is gone the smaller chirals eat sam and that's what triggers the void out and thus the following purgatory scene and him awakening next to the crater interesting um to look at you know the adding an extra flourish to simply it just being like he ate him and then explosion so i appreciate that that different interpretation um but i think it just personally i think i think it's going to be pretty straightforward is um although again what about kojima straightforward then again so i'll i'll i'm gonna go 30 40 on that one actually let's let's put you up to 50 60 for that one 50 <laughs> thank you for that one yulti um, but in terms of just like my summary thoughts on that one, uh, hid something like that from us, say, after the light is gone, the smaller Kyles eat Sam and that's what triggers the void out. So he's saying that like a void out isn't the explosion. It's like you get dragged down and that that is a void out. So that's interesting that you void out of existence. Separate things. You dying and then the explosion caused by the handhead titan. Separate things. One where you can have a void out by various different methods you don't have to be eaten by those chiral colossuses you know or chiral colossi so i can dig that actually let's put you at 60 <laughs> for that run in terms of likelihood percent radio so you're absolutely in time my friend shall have your timestamp soon and speaking of which i think i've put you as ult yeah at 114 so we've um, been going for 10 on your one there so wing chung guy one says well we know that the gold masks are used in summoning entities from the void realm because uh, man in the golden mask Mitigum <laughs> uses it to summon the void lion and in trailer 2 the body has a golden mask and is eaten and right after it's eaten the giant monster appears hmm that is interesting um, they are used in summoning entities <gasps> you're saying that Troy Baker's character summoned that damn Chiral Colossus is that what you're saying goodness me the Chiral Summoner there's my new name for the man in the golden mask Sam's name, this is, um, thank you for that, um, Wing Chun guy one. User Archangel Reaper, Sam's name calls to mind the concept of samsara, a Sanskrit word, a Sanskrit word meaning change, conceptualized as the process of death and rebirth. It's worth looking into. Uh, I mentioned it on one of the other shows, but it is such a good, thank you for making that, and reminding myself and uh, the listeners, people tuning in, engaging with the show, reminding us of that connection between Sam and samsara. 
also a really good high on fire song <laughs> it's an instrumental um, it's worth looking into i don't have enough to talk about it but it does involve uh, six realms of rebirth spirits roaming the afterlife and reincarnation also into the opposite gender sometimes actually hmm. could we be reincarnating into leia who knows lovely nice big theory here wing chung guy one says i'm copying my post from another thread um Ooh, I'm leaning against the idea that uh, um, of the being a clone of Sam replaces Sam. I've read this one earlier, so thank you. That's awesome. So upvoting you for, for the repost, uh, uh, for the share rather, the copy-paste. Appreciate that, all of you folks there. Really dig it. And now to shout out Mr. User Nullaby. Found this cosplay at Argentina's Anime Expo. Guy was so happy to be recognized. It's tremendous. It's really, really good. Really, uh, definitely the, the palette got it down pat. So shout out to you, User Nullaby, for that one there. Let's put you at 126 or 125 nullaby. I love that mixing mixture of null, as in not, and or negative or remove, nil, nil by mouth nullaby, and then lullaby for children. You know, death, stranding, life, death. Love it. Love these connections. Really beautiful. Even in usernames, huh? A user Egamis says, "Oh, actually, before that, let's dive into my my friend." I'm not gonna over. Hey, did you think I was gonna skip you? No, no, no. Let's do this. So the Austin James. Let's go to the your wonderful post here, and we'll put you at one hour and twenty-six, my friend James. James, James, James. Let's go. Some details become more obvious when you rewatch the trailers after seeing new content, new material. So just a couple of small things I noticed. Watching the new trailer super slow reveals that the man with the golden mask has the same harness on his back underneath. <laughs> back underneath shawl. Um, oh, excuse me. He has the same harness on his back underneath his shawl that Norman has in all the recent trailers. And obviously confirmed in the past two trailers is that harness is used to carry bodies and, is almost, and it almost unfolds like a chair uh, to rest the body on it. So that makes me think that the man in the golden mask is also a porter, maybe for a rival group, taunting Sam, but more likely he is a part of Bridges as well, and is trying to prep Sam for more intense combat in situations. Also, the man in the golden mask's gloves are gold, as well as the mask, and in other trailers Sam has, seen, has, has the same metal gloves but silver. I think that certain people are able to traverse this world better than others. A select few who can sense the chiral beings, and they are chosen excuse me, a select few who can sense the chiral beings, and they are chosen to transport uh, the important cargo. It's been said that Sam is a regular guy, at least at first, but from trailer four, he obviously has a unique allergy or reaction to the beings around him. Leia Sidhu's character is the same way, except she can see them. As she tells Sam, her level of dooms allows her to do so. The man in the golden mask and Mads can obviously affect this world. I think stealth will play a huge part in this game, obviously. Um, we see there is still technology, so it makes you think, why transport everything on foot when you can just take a helicopter or a car? Because of sound. And this goes into the Quiet Place illusions. And um, Great film with Emily Blunt and Joseph... K Joseph... John Krasinski? John Krasinski, that's his name. I have to remember these names sometimes. And a wonderful like breakout star. She's this little a deaf actress who plays the deaf char character in the film. Such a worthwhile film. You should totally check that one out. Sam's goosebumps from chiral entities will vibrate the controller. Right? So that's wonderful. I really dig that. Um, Sam's balance when carrying cargo will rely on the thumbsticks to balance, etc. I believe our progress as a gaming community will end up being needed to solve a common goal in this game, or in the game. 
Most likely we will be able to upgrade our character and learn new abilities. Perhaps theirs will be a uh, Perhaps theirs will be multiple godlike masks that each perform a different power in the way that they manipulate the world. That would be something truly unique. Also, uh, one of the voice, uh, one of the Japanese voice actors for Leia's character mentioned the umbrella in some way representing who the character is. If you think about it, in trailer four, Leia's character is explaining to Sam things about timefall and the comment about the cryptobiotes as well. She is helping him understand how to protect himself from the timefall rain and what protects you from the rain. Uh, what protects you from the rain? An umbrella. We've also seen mentors and in-air voices being used so much in Metal Gear Solid games that it is totally likely that everyone who we have seen so far is somewhat of a protagonist in some regard. I believe the next trailer will be the last one we see, the palm, as they call it, the palm trailer. Ah, thank you so much earlier to that OP for that um, theory. And uh, and they continue. And we'll hopefully, yeah, this next trailer will hopefully showcase gameplay and interaction between um, Mads' character and Sam. There we go. And uh, first comment is from uh, Silk. I believe the next trailer will be the last one. And then there will be another trailer. A trailer. That will be our last. Radio. Uh, so this is my thoughts. I'll just share them here. So I think that certain people are able to traverse the world better than others. I select few concerns the chiral beings and they are chosen to transport the important cargo. I said, I believe you are absolutely on point with this. Um, when they say where we see there's still technology, so it makes you think, uh, why transport everything on foot when you can take a, a vehicle? I say, I absolutely 100% agree. It just makes perfect sense. A person walking uh, would be a lot quieter than any vehicle, even a specific stealth vehicle. OP, what are your thoughts on the vehicle in trailer three? Uh, were the CDT assuming the Kyles don't come out of the rain, or why did they risk using the vehicle? So that's my questions to, yeah, it's just quoting just to share that with you folks um, tuning in, listening, watching, engaging with the show. Most likely, we will, uh, most likely we, will, we will be able to upgrade our character and learn new abilities. Perhaps there will be multiple masks, you know? This, 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 I say. God masks as attainable powers over the course of the narrative. I love it. Also, one of the Japanese voice actors for Leia's character mentioned the umbrella and the connection to her character. Leia has a... Uh, this is my answer. Leia has a caring and protective aspect to her, as well as seeming impervious uh, to the Kyrals, or is at least extremely savvy and confident in avoiding detection by them. So we can draw that parallel, protective and impervious terrain. Mary Poppins is also referenced, and that character in many ways embodies the tough love, blunt but fair approach to life, like sternly loving almost. I wonder if Leia may be this way too. And then lastly, um, they, uh, Opie says, James says rather, I believe the next trailer will be the last one we see and will hopefully showcase gameplay and interaction between Mad's character and Sam. I hope so too, my friend. We saw them performing uh, on the same performance capture stage a few um, months back. So again, I think you're on point, um, not just here, but uh, with all of your analysis, right? Um, I'll make sure to discuss and dive into your theories. Yeah, crediting you right here on the fourth entry. You've painted a very intriguing picture of what Death Stranding will actually be. And how does Lindsay and Tommy's characters fit into all of this? Maybe we'll only be able to use vehicles once we've reached a certain command over the Kyles. We shall see once again. Thanks, OP. That's very kind. No troubles at all. So let's read on to your lovely clarifications here. Mr. Austin James, the underscore Austin underscore James, replied eight days ago. Thank you for your interest in my theories. This community has been awesome. I don't think any game in history has brought this many people together before it has even been released, and that is exactly what Kojima wants, the connection. He has said the game, in a way, has already begun. Maybe the scenes with the car, and when we briefly see the motorcycle, are earlier in the game. Maybe those specific vehicles were developed to be super quiet, no emissions, electric cars, or something. Maybe as the chiral beings seep uh, uh, into the world more and more, it becomes more and more dangerous to use any other methods of travel 
aside from walking with stealth. I foresee Sam carrying things like stem cells, frozen human eggs, etc. Sounds weird, but very Kojima, and that would be quite important for the human race to continue and put a lot of pressure on the playable character. I think we can compare this game to Minesweeper. <laughs> Interesting. Minesweeper, in a way, is a very original game about uh, of stealth and, and strategy. This game will have us traversing areas undetected and planning the best moves to get to a destination. Filled with combat, maybe not necessarily. Filled with suspense, most definitely. Look forward to the next installment. Thank you. You're awesome. There you go. And I reply as... Uh Interactive Artistry, thank you so much once again for your insight, speculation, and analysis, my friend. I agree Death Stranding just has this mixture of elements with a healthy, healthy helping of esotericism and mystery that really brings folks together to dive into all kinds of subject matter, piecing what we know and what we think we may know together as a community. Death Stranding Weekly proudly uplifts and showcases all of that. Lovely, so this is from Stu Incredible who comments as well. Interesting interpretation. I take the man in the golden mask to be less of a rival and more of a lackey for whatever the chiral beings are trying to achieve. We know the game will involve some form of interdimensional travel of time, or interdimensional travel or time travel, or something involving black holes at the very least. My hot take was that the man in the golden mask is someone who is controlled or coerced by the chiral beings in that dimension of the world. We see it takes place in a post-apocalyptic cityscape. If you think about it, we have seen five floating figures, who I believe are very much like Metal Gear bosses, the five lackeys under the main antagonist. We have seen roughly five unique landmasses, a post-apocalyptic urban city, number one, a green countryside, number two, a red Mars-like planet, number three, a moon-looking planet with black mud sand, number four, and finally the alternate World War II setting, number five. Within each of those environments, we have only ever seen one chiral lackey, so one person to complete whatever the Kyle's objective is per dimension. This is tremendous, OP. I love the idea of taking that um, almost the Metal Gear Solid formula. And, you know, we went into the different environments in Metal Gear Solid, you know, with Revolver Ocelot in the, in the um, you know, behind the drywall and then, uh, you know, the corridor um, with, with Grey Fox and etc. you know, very interesting. Um, uh, and what else? Oh yeah, like Fat Man on the Roof, you know exactly. That's solid, actually. Uh, to, uh, yeah, and Sniper Wolf with the with the with the snow, etc. You know, and um, and Vamp, you know, all these different arenas, almost or worlds, you know, a little bit like God of War, you know, going into the different realms to um, to rectify the balance there of the corruption. Um, the recent one has um, the Man in the Golden Mask. The World War Two has Mads. The green, world, the green one has Leia's character, who I believe will be a sleeper agent for the Kyles, hence why she is friendly. Or maybe she sees Sam's potential and wants to bring him into the Kyle crew. So that leaves Mars and the moon. We recently got a new trailer announcement. Could Tommy Earl Jones be one of the Kyles for one of those dimensions? Although it was mentioned he was the commanding officer. Sorry. But he, again, doesn't stop him from being a Kyle. Just going to say that. He does have the black skull mask shown in his concept art, much like the man in the golden mask. Del Toro we know is already at the World War II setting as an NPC hiding from Mads. So if my theory is correct, we have one major actor announcement left to control the last dimension. Brilliant. Brilliant, uh, Stu Incredible. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Jack Paler. Interesting thoughts. I picture Death Stranding as a merge between MGS mechanics and narrative styles, and Silent Hill's ideas that the teams could not put into a game. Metal Gear Solid has always had both mini bosses and uh, uh, mini bosses and big bosses. No pun intended, really. Lol, where each of them will show specific skills and areas where they show up or fight you in, i.e., Vulcan Raven, Sniper Wolf, Parasite Units, Metal Gears, etc., Mechas, etc. And most of the PT uh, and potentially Silent Hills ideas about bringing the world together to play Ludens, uh, rather 
bringing the world together to play, as in Ludens, are also making their appearance in Death Stranding 2. Things are looking better every year. I agree. Kathy Bonson says, Gold Mask Guy also has his own company logo on his sleeve, a pharaoh mask with the name blank out, as in we can't know what uh, blank out. Although it could be void out, literally void nothing, you know? Wow. Because it's, it's we, we literally cannot see in the shot of the man in the golden mask. We only see out, we don't see the first word. And another word for nothing is void. Void out. People speculate that it could be void out, but who knows. So far, this seems to me like if, like some kind of syndicate wars between rival delivery companies. Bridges versus Fragile Express versus void out. Maybe Mads works for skeleton deliveries. Who will win the favor of the chiral customers? Personally, my money is on Planet Express. <laughs> uh, thanks uh, for that one, Kathy. User Sparks the Unicorn. I keep asking... Uh, this as an and never getting an answer where did people get the name Kyle for the monsters I'll reply to you right now my friend from the fourth trailer my friend yeah I have a personal thing um, for when you know someone is genuinely asking for help and no one replies and this was seven days ago so come on folks if you see someone asking a simple question don't take the route it's a very easy route to take of like oh why should i have to explain it but a quick little answer like that um with some kindness i think it, it does better psychologically for the community just a thought there so to be completionist uh, austin james also sent me some instagram uh information which i'll dive into now let's go into my messages radio so this is from Nick McGee, although I wonder if you're using two different names. Anyway, this is from Nick McGee. Could be James, but if you're a separate person, Nick, I really appreciate um, you chiming in on the Instagram. Hey, friend, and you need to know, not a Dutch flag, as in talking about the flags on the uh, uniforms, you know, Bridges uniforms. Not a Dutch flag. What some people are referring to as a vest on the female character is actually part of Sam's backpack. And what you call the Dutch flag is actually a strip of reflective material which also runs down Sam's arms and legs of his Bridges uniform. This strip of re reflective material was present on Sam's backpack in the E3 trailer uh, when he was wearing the Bridges outfit. Therefore, I think it's much likely, much more likely that this character is, in fact, Emily O'Brien. I don't know how making the connection of the Emily O'Brien thing, but I did speak about that earlier, so now I can put a name to the uh, assertion. So thank you, Nick McGee374, for that. Um, they continue and say, very astute, my, and I say, very astute, my friend, I'll be... Um, Make sure to thank you, giving a sh give you a shout out on, on the next, you know, Death Stranding 40, Death Stranding Weekly 40. Um, hey, and if you're interested in another talking point, I have a strong feeling the doll baby is a decoy item you place on the ground, similar to how the magazines work in Metal Gear. And I say, hey, well, absolutely, my friend, shall discuss on the next entry, uh, which, yeah, I've decided to, you know, throw in the, the decoy baby as a, as, a, as a nod to you for, for asserting that. I really do appreciate that, my friend. So um, I don't think he's actually done a full post, but that was just an idea, and I thought that that was worth uh, raising again and also putting in the title of, of the of the entry as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, now I will uh, put this as uh, as a, in terms of time timestamp. I'll just go to do, do, do uh, one forty. Let's put it at one one thirty. How about that? One thirty, and we'll go um, main post. So and I'll, what I'll actually be doing after this is I'll uh, instead of yeah commenting under the posts, which I was what I was doing uh, allowed to do earlier, um, just new policies in place can't do that anymore but what i will do is i'll create a, a dedicated post where i say these are the folks whose work i, I discussed it'll be like a, an image post with them um, just my thanks to all of you for contributing so uh articulately and eruditely and um 
fascinatingly to, to the discussion. So thank you. So on to user nullaby, right? Um, uh, yeah, found this cosplay. Yep, that one there. Discussed that one. Uh, right, and so user Egamis. And then let's put you, my friend, at uh, 141. Egamis. And I actually quite like, just right off the bat, I really like the, the title of this particular theory, or post rather. Um, and if my <laughs> keyboard will stop autocorrecting, I can do something to that type something that later I won't be like that is complete gibberish and I'll just forget you know or, or not be able to cite the person so user igamis e-g-a-m-i-s says Kojima is missing a huge opportunity by not going with a female lead 50 comments so it's a uh, clearly a bit divisive I don't know why but anyway let's see how this person phrases themselves he has the pedigree and fan base to push for a more progressive outlook in video games death stranding with a female lead would have been a great and bold step towards the f forward for the industry when it comes to the inclusion or representation of women in video games and it would have signaled uh, to other developers that there is a good untapped potential with it but as it stands it will be yet another male lead game when it could have been more so john nick reddit has uh, locked comments on the thread uh, this thread after frankly numerous disappointing comments please be civil in your discussion uh, serious answer i'm going to read uh, an upvoted and i'm hoping to be it but i'm sure will be a, uh, a measured and uh, mature answer serious answer we don't know that much about the game and for all we know the game could very well have a female lead playable character but they certainly have no obligation or responsibility to have a female lead sometimes people place far too much value in surface level identity it's like i could make an identical thread except make it about autism rather than gender there is enough autistic representation in the media instead we have another neurotypical lead i probably have a stronger point for that in terms of representation rather than this focusing on gender but i, I still wouldn't make an issue out of um out of the lead not being autistic uh, soon enough though i think people will grow out of this current preoccupation with what's on the surface again i'm a firm believer that representation um sadly the discussion i mean i'm a straight male white person you know um so uh, to, to put as brief as brief a point and as brief and as succinct as possible a point on my sort of views on this is that um, very similar to people who uh, identify uh, uh, you know an area of controversy just to get their hateful thoughts and their um, misogynistic thoughts and their domineering and like basically these avenues where great discussion is happening they see that there's an avenue for them to you know sublimate perhaps other issues that they have as being part of an, alt an altruistic discussion and it insults that discussion like me too and all of that um so my take on that is that uh behind everything you express if it's not out of truth and if it's not out of um uh, a sense of, and also on no level does being passionate about something mean you have to be uh rude or confrontational obviously this person wasn't wasn't being that way they were actually quite measured when they said that that's just something i'd like to see i just think the representation discussion in some instances some not all instances um has been taken um just like anything when it's taken too far it loses the it, it undermines itself right uh and what's sad is that um people who are uh, advocating for representation get a bad stigma to them and isn't that awful like we don't want that we want people who um are fighting for fair rights uh, across all different kinds of yeah representation we don't want them to be associated with nagging or annoying or uh, party poopers or anything i i really don't want that so um what i bemoan and what i sort of mourn a little bit is that um you know people have because of, because people a lot of in in our lives unless you acknowledge this on a subconscious level you will f uh, you know which is significance like we want to feel significant 
And if we don't address that and find outlets for that, uh, one of the lowest kind of like lowest hanging fruit is to take a stance and then create a ripple in controversy and get attention from, um, you know, uh, feeding into something which, again, is an obvious area where if you feed into it, it will create um, all kinds of like uh, loudness and attention, you know, and, and discussion and activity. Some people probably only ever enter into, enter into these discussions, not just because of significance, but because they're like genuinely like bored. And again, how facetious and insulting is that to the severity and seriousness of the real issues? So that's all I'm mourning. I'm mourning for people that they come out half-cocked uh, without a true intention of wanting to discuss this in a real way. And they just you know, uh, almost like a couch, couch represent, couch representation or couch activism kind of thing, where they just say, "I'll just jump on this um, uh, commentary, say that I'm earnest about it, say that I'm making these statements, you know, um, uh, and agreeing with these statements." But the true core, like you can just see, it's like you have to be able to do this in, in life, folks. See where someone is coming from, because if they're coming from a place of just complaining for complaining's sake, you undermine and insult the premise, which is it is true there is a vast underrepresentation of certain uh, demographics, like again you know people like women um uh which i think is just ridiculous like the i just think as i mentioned on no, numerous occasions on on uh like i think with the the wizarding world coverage i talked about how just like just inherent to who they are i just believe women are like just better leaders just uh, from an evolutionary kind of um uh, david attenborian kind of perspective that this matriarchal societies and uh creatures they just have this um egalitarianism this there's less uh, drama around um, female leaders so i just think we should have um, and that's again not not out of me jumping on some kind of feminist thing because it's it's cool to be feminist or anything i just again you need to get to the truth of these things and if you express things outside of um truth you know i think you're wasting everyone's time so this person they seemed earnest enough um about it and then with the reply when it said about the autism stuff again it's really about um you know you know, where, where they're coming from so they again that person in their reply although you know evoking the kind of uh you know sort of discussing that subject of autism right um i'll just read one of their things it's like i could make an identical thread except make it about autism rather than gender there isn't enough autistic representation in the media instead we have another neurotypical lead right so uh, you know again see how we're getting in a bit in, into a bit money things because but because i'm I, I am ocd i don't want to just end end this in like a question mark it's important to start affecting actual change so i'll read the read little tidbits again we don't we don't know that much about the game and for all we know the game could very well have a female lead character they certainly have no obligation or responsibility to have a female lead again it's about the authenticity of the art and um for more and more people in the world to just have it come from not a diversity agenda like like i hate saying those words because that shouldn't be a thing it should it shouldn't come from an agenda it should just come from hey we're people you know so that's important to make that differentiation as well um, sometimes people place too far too much importance on surface level identity uh you know and again i am male straight white right so i am like over bloatingly represented so i don't know how it feels right all I can say is I can speak to the human experience, and I believe that if you take an approach of wanting to affect change in a self-undermining way, that's just a universal. Uh, if you and you can undermine it by um, by having the place it comes from for you to say things and make these um, assertions and, and raise these topics. If the place you come from comes from a place of being wounded or from victimhood, just regardless of whether any race or anything, I just think coming from a place of victimhood is negative and i'm not saying this person isn't a victim at all 
um, I'm saying that like it's about where things come from, you know. And with Kojima, I, I certainly I just like from the energy kind of point of view that I sense about the man, um, I don't sense him coming from a place of deliberately avoiding employing uh, women or people with disabilities, etc. It's just about you being authentic and you becoming a more open-minded person and then those things coming naturally not out of a diversity as i said out of a pointed because again ironically we stigmatize it and that's the thing is many of my slightly non-pc opinions about that is that by putting such a stigma on it and like stigmatizing the idea that we shouldn't stigmatize it dot 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 stigmatizes it right so it really should just be we should just think less about surface level stuff more about honesty and then things coming from that point of view and less again because nothing is served by stigmatize because when you stigmatize something people argue they accuse they judge and i just think you know the discussions should meld away no more discussion no more talking just action and just people being and existing so that's my thought but again you know thought i'd offer my thought thought i would offer my take on that so thank you to iagamis at 141 so um here we go so user another one another lovely post from user a underscore ito underscore junji underscore game clock of life in a hideo kojima game absence or existence of any detail is never a coincidence so i was surprised when i didn't see a watch around any character's wrists in death stranding especially around mads's wrist when he even uh, while he even has a compass and looks like a character with a military background even Venom Snake has a watch on his robotic arm in the Phantom Pain, because time is very important in terms of military operations and, ability to, uh, and the ability to track time for efficient missions. I suppose time is not a very important concept in this game, even though it is a very important theme. It's important for us to understand that time doesn't matter anymore. Instead of watches, commitment to time, characters have put something else around their wrists, handcuffs, indicating how much life they have left. Commitment to life. Instead of watches indicating the, the clock, they wear handcuffs indicating the life. In a sense, what they wear is a clock, a clock of life. Also, it's beautifully indicated when Sam died and went to purgatory that his handcuff no longer exists. His body, his spirit is free from time and free from life. He is dead and still exists in a void, but not as a prisoner of time or a prisoner of life, but he belongs to death. In life, there are many currencies. However, only currencies that ever existed are time and life. Their, con their connection with each other. Even money concept is based around those currencies, life and time. To give you the idea, when we buy something, we buy the time needed to build the product ourselves and we buy the price of commitment our lives to learn the skill to build that product. The concept of life and time as a currency reminded me the, of the idea in a movie called In Time. I believe that's with uh, Amanda Seyfried and um, Justin Timberlake. In this movie, time has become the ultimate currency. In this world, people stop aging at 25. However, they are genetically engineered to live only one more year, unless they can buy their way out of it. The rich earn decades of life with their money, always remaining at age 25 and becoming immortal, while the rest begs, borrows, and steals enough to make it one more minute. The movie is about to deliver. Uh, uh, the movie is able to deliver subtle criticism against the system. Meanwhile, income inequality between rich and poor in real world increases every day. Regardless of time, rich and poor approximately dies around the same age in our world. However, in their, in their lifespan, poor always suffer. They always have lower life standards. Living in poverty, always struggling, not having opportunities, during, while the rich uh, are always uh, abundant, comfortable, and being used, used to luxury. Just reminded me of Elysium for some, for some reason. Beautiful Neil Blomkamp um, uh, 
film. I really enjoy it, along with District 9 and Chappie. And um, he made Oat Studios films, including Raka, which some people were talking about. Um, you know, Neil Blomkamp, Kojima Connections. Mini aside from me. <laughs> uh, even if they are not immortal, and I apologize if I dived into that and we were in the flow. Apologies. Even if they are not immortal like in the movie, they have the most out of their limited time in life, and that's what really matters. That's why religions divert and comfort divert and comfort by uh, giving afterlife the premise to its common citizens, breaking their backs for their governments and sacrificing themselves for a piece of fabric, but not really. Uh, but that's not really our topic. So my interpretation of this is that the notion of the afterlife came from the poor, knowing that they were going to live uh, shorter lives and seeing the rich, you know, obviously living fuller and more prosperous lives, they had to console themselves with a notion, and the notion was that there was an afterlife. So that's a little bit bittersweet. Um, sad, really, but but beautiful to, 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 to raise the topic here. But they say, yeah, that's not really the, our topic. Our topic is to dig deeper into the concept, uh, sharing familiarity with Death Stranding, val the value of life and the quality of time. Handcuffs and life indicators are replacements for watches and time. In Death Stranding's world, life replaced the time. Time as we know doesn't matter anymore, and we already saw it can be twisted. Instead of how many minutes has passed, characters just need to see the indication of how much, how much time they have left, because timefall has fast-forwarded time, fast-forwarded time lifespan and expiration date for whatever it touches. In that sense, time is clocking very differently for everybody. After all, how much time you have is connected to how much time has passed and how much time you have left. As long as we exist, we are all prisoners of time all deemed to die in that sense all watches are handcuffs that's beautiful each click moves us closer to death each click drains our health therefore you don't have to wear a watch or check the calendars sam doesn't need to check his watch he just needs to check his life his energy his strength to still make things happen losing a nail walking too much feeling sorrow all cut down life cut down your time I would like to see how our choices and morale affecting this health indicator as well. How, how the, our choices and morale affect this health indicator as well. Somehow similar to MGS4. Because as soon as we decide to give up, feel mentally exhausted, can't find any hope for the future, finding no reason to continue, our health indicator doesn't matter anymore. In this case, we are already dead when we are still alive. That's why many men die before their time. We move in time regardless and almost involuntarily, but the question is... Is it worth it? How do we fulfill that time? Why are moving? Why are we moving forward in time? What is the meaning of our existence? Seconds, minutes, hours, weeks, months, years are flowing forward, but it doesn't mean a thing. Humanity moves forward in time just to feel the pain of being alive. Life is a, night, a nightmare and a hell. While it could be a beautiful dream and a heaven, every failure is a priceless lesson to succeed next time. Every failure carries the seeds for success. Each nightmare carries its own beautiful dream. Each hell has its own heaven somewhere, and each despair carries its own hope. And each problem carries its own solution somewhere inside the problem. In fact, together they become a whole. Oppositions allow the creation of existence. As I said, you know, positive, negative atoms, female and male, you know, in, repro in reproductivity, you need the, the opposites. You need male and female, the egg, you know, fertilized by the sperm, you know. Oppositions allow the creation of existence and creation through conflict, as I mentioned before. Form and void, you know? Like the ending of each day, every end is a new beginning, and death is not the end in this game. Every time we come back after a failure, it's a new day, a new beginning, a new sunrise for us. Both sides of the oppositions carry something exclusive to them that we need to observe. 
What is invisible during the day becomes visible at night, like stars and shadows. That's the whole concept behind being alive and being dead, between life and afterlife, purgatory. Probably that's why Sam can't remember some things. He keeps dying and keeps resurrecting. The monologue by Lindsay Wagner about how Sam still doesn't know how she, how, who she is. Proving the existence of this concept. In other words, expect a different plot and mission design. We will be able to observe the connection of our actions and how it affects the opposite side. This is wonderful, my friend. Thank you so much for diving so deep in. So um, wrapping up here. As far as we know, our universe was empty without an observer before Earth. It was empty and no one was able to observe the existence for 13.7 billion years. Does that mean all that time never exists because nobody was there to observe it? According to, relativity, according to relativity, years can feel like a second. Meanwhile, few seconds can feel like years according to an observer. It's not the longevity of time that matters. It's the quality of your time that really matters. We have to observe the events occurring in time or watch the clock to understand that time is passing by. Otherwise, there is no proof that time is passing by. Time doesn't really exist and, con and the concept is shaped around environment, others, ourselves, and the interaction between them. <sighs> time doesn't exist, man. It really doesn't. Everyone listening just doesn't. Being able to observe the change and being able to observe the corruption and creation creates the illusion that time is moving forward. Physical senses of the observer give birth to the thought that time exists. But does time really exist? A butterfly only lives one day. It spends months in its cocoon just before tear, tear, tearing up uh, its cocoon just to live for one day. It's born, it grows up, lives, gets, grows old and dies the same day from morning to night. From our perspective, only one day, 24 hours, one sunrise and one sunset is not enough. It's almost tragic. Months of preparation for only one day, but is that it? However, from the perspective of the universe, from the perspective of the universe, our life, let's say 100 years, is even shorter than one day comparing to how long the universe has existed. So this lends itself to the idea that for other creatures, time passes differently. So for a butterfly, maybe in, in, the, in butterfly time, they're living for like 50 years whether for us it's just 24 hours. In that sense, we are born, we live, and we die in the same day as well, you know, 100 years. Our entire lifetime can be compressed in our final moment as a memory, as a summary of one big adventure. 100 years of life becomes something that can be experienced as a brief moment on your deathbed. Our final moment is large enough to contain the 100 years of experience. That's the paradox of life. What is perceived as long as actually... What is perceived as long is actually short, and what is perceived as short is actually long. That's the beauty of death and the mystery of life. It's a funny contrast how the clock, the time, stopped in PT, and how the time fast-forwards in Death Stranding. Both outcomes are scary in that sense. Time doesn't matter. It's how much time we have left that matters. Those who miss the clock misses life as well. Those who miss their own lives grow old faster, deemed to live a life they don't actually want prisoners to their own lives in this certain time. I'll read that one again. It's very powerful. Those who miss their own lives grow old faster, deemed to live a life they don't actually want. Prisoners to their own lives in this certain time. If you're doing something you don't resonate with in life right now, if you're doing a job that you don't like, quit it. Live your truth. Seriously, time is ticking. That's just from me. They die way before their time because their hearts find no reason to keep going. Time doesn't exist. Those who think time does exist keep running around in circles inside this void. With each other, environment, by, by applicating inside physical and mental restrictions. All the environments of this planet, there exists the universe in this void, is nothing but a scene. 
Everything superficial, the roles that we play, that we ever accepted are a part of us, is us role-playing the restrictions of our own capability. Gender, personality, language, religion, or country. Who we think we are and the life we think we live is nothing but a play. None of us actually really exist. We are all prisoners of time and space. What is here today is the continuity of when absence becomes existence. Transformed, multiplied, and divided by changing shapes and forms to being restricted in different bodies and different restrictions. We are not a Christian, American, student, male, human, mammalian, living being, but a god. Imagine a world where everything is treating everything as a god, but we didn't realize that yet. Yet here we are, focusing on what is superficial and failing to realize superficial is just a casing for everything. All of those living things are just ex existential models. So that, so what comes from the non-existence can keep existence, can keep existing in a different form by changing and evolving. Only human, uh, only humans are disobeying this rule and keep commu committing sins against existence as long as they exist. The watch is a modern handcuff. Commitment to time and being a prisoner to time. The rope between time and men. Commitment to events that will occur in time and space, time and place. We calculated the single spin of our planet is its own, in its own orbit. Whole, the whole concept is formed around day and night, sun and moon, sky and stars, light and darkness. However, the watch of life, life indicating handcuffs, just revolves around men. The spin of our single lifespan. Meanwhile, the sun clock is always constant for everyone. Our commitment to life differs. Our life watch differs. Fear, revenge, hatred, grief, guilt, misunderstanding, sadness, heartbreak, bad decisions, and regret. Fast forwards our time. Our internal time. Priority is no longer seeing how much time has left for sunset. Priority is to see how much time has left for in your life to before it extinguishes. The priority is to see if we still have enough time uh, for a chance to recover. Now, in a sense, life and time are one and the same thing. As we move forward in time, we are getting closer to death. The man who's stuck under his vehicle turns old in a matter of seconds. Uh, played by Karl Card. He lost how much time he has left, and by losing his time, he also starts to lose his life. Color in his life indicator handcuffs changed accordingly. Changes accordingly. Timefall doesn't just age the surface or the organic material faster. Rain, rain rapidly fast-forwards time for anything it touches. Those lines by Leia are carefully picked in that matter. Rain fast-forwards the time whenever it touches to kill faster. Instead of being 90 years old after 60 years later by being present in many locations and experiencing lots of things, he becomes 90 years old in 10 seconds and in one location only. He didn't only get older at, at the surface, he got older and closer to death from inside. That's why his life indicator turned to red. Rain twists the concept of time. Therefore, timeful rain, twists the concept of time. Therefore, it's not a chemical reaction. It's supernatural. Life and perceived superficial youth of an organic matter can only be measured by the time of birth and the time of upcoming death. Every living thing has a limited time on life of life. General expected expiration date. Things we do during our lifetime can increase or decrease our time. Our actions affect our longevity. This concept is yet to be understood by humanity, considering most of them commit suicide every day, smoking, drinking, accepting to spend decades in an office room, pathologic depression, self-inflicted drama, making each other's life harder, creating more borders, 
Finding more differences to hate each other. Meanwhile, we are all different versions of the same source, the universe. I agree. That's just my taking aside. We literally share that all the same atoms were made of the same material. So that's not some hippy dippy thing. It's fact. We should operate on that fact. That's just me. <sighs> this is wonderful, OP. Even the violence against nature is derived from this self-hatred and our own desire to die. We are all afraid to die, yet everything we do makes living harder and dying easier. The circle is getting smaller every day. Dead things still fighting at death. It's very, it's very ironic in that sense. That's why the world looks like a barren wasteland. Like in Mad Max, Kojima tweeted a photo of George Miller and said that he will make him proud. And that's why Sam is somehow trying to figure out a way to reunite this shattered world. That's what it says in the official statement at, on the PlayStation site in the game's description. That's the only way to save Earth, life, nature, future, and our human souls. We understand how time should be perceived in terms of life when the concept of the clock and time is erased. I can't see a better artistic way to pass that I this idea to an audience by shutting them in purgatory, where time doesn't matter anymore, and shutting them in the world where life doesn't exist anymore. Both of them exist in a virtual world where players shut themselves up in order to escape from reality, where time and life still matters but, but is ignored. In that sense, Kojima is almost criticizing players for ignoring real life and choosing to spend their limited time by playing video games. However, the message you reach during this time, the message you reach during the time you spend is priceless. Thank you for this. It was oddly inspirational, says Ndio Joy. Vidya fan says, wow, this is heavy, man. Ito says, lol, welcome to my life. Great read, says Porky Pig HD. Broman Josie says, I never thought if someone hit by timefall experience all of that time and trapped in slow-mo crazy thought but i don't think the guy that aged from timefall experienced it like that because if he had his eyes would go blank in real time uh, really quickly due to utter boredom and he'd have been grunting in pain for years in his in his experience but in real time it was just a second but i could be wrong after all it's called timefall the cells of for instance, the grass multiply, die, get replaced, then fully die due to massive amounts of time, not due to timefall being a chemical that speeds up growth. But maybe timefall is just a chemical that speeds up growth and death. Because when he was hit by timefall, his movement should have sped up immensely, much like the body bag twitching under super fast right, uh, uh, super fast right after that. If it was actually affected in a way that massively sped up time for him, that didn't happen. So maybe it was just his cells growth and death rate that increased. I'm really interested to see what it is that caused timefall and what it really is. So I need to take a moment right now because that was, again, one of the most... It's like every new entry that I put into Death Stranding. Another beautifully articulated, moving, and worthwhile uh, expression is shared by one of the folks on this beautiful, of this beautiful community. So all from seeing that there are no watches. Thank you so much for this, OP. Thank you so much for this. My, my Opie, you are a kindred soul. A kindred soul, and I have discussed your passage on Death Stranding Weekly 40. Albert, tremendous. So I resonate one for one with this person, with what they've expressed. Absolutely. There's no other way for me to, to phrase that. So let's put you at uh, 150 for that one because we, we're at uh, 208 here. And we'll put my friend Ito Game right here. 
Yeah, the silence you're hearing is because that is, uh, it touches on so many things, which is, um, you know, I even want to say, actually, I'm going to put this in the comment as well, because, um, uh, Godness me, um, this feels like something, uh, this feels like a, a passage, a character from Death Stranding would express. Stranding would intern. Ah, oh, well, you know, intern is another word. Anyway, folks, uh, it's really, it's really, um, um, would, would express. Let's put it that way. Let's say, would say. Wow, I'm, I'm really sent for because the thing is, like, uh, folks, I, I don't know, like, I've, I've mentioned on a few other entries, but um, I'm like a, like, I can't go through the day. That's why, you know, silence for the feeling, the way it sort of affects me, and distracting as a whole, is because, and um, you know, numbness as well is is a concern as as you age, as you, as you get older. Losing touch with the world and with your feelings towards it, and with with how things affect you. So the idea of reconnecting is very, very crucial to me as a person. Um, and that was beautifully inspiring reading that. And um, it's it's almost feel like I almost feel like how I'm. Uh, it's almost like nothing I could really say could do enough of a, a good uh, good art properly or adequately, um, or yeah, sufficiently articulate how how kindred that was. So that's that's really beautiful. Um, as I mentioned in the middle of reading that, please, yeah, use the time you have. It's, it's, um, it does not do to, uh, to waste the gift that we all have. Um, and as he highlighted there, sadly, society moves more towards wasting life than, uh, than leading to, leading us to cherish it. So please heed, um, what, uh, user Ito, uh, A to Jinji game expressed and, um, and, and know that I resonate with that as well and support that as well and would recommend anyone out there literally who's still listening to this it's a we're over the two hour mark now i can tell that you're kindred if you are and please it's it's something that you just need to recognize that nothing else is real apart from your your um your soul i would say you know the constraints the narratives you put in your head about what you should be doing what society expects you to do and all that there obviously is doing things uh, taking steps to make sure you can live and that means having a job and it means um you know you can't just isolate completely that's another extreme but thing that which lasts the longest is balance you know that's why shape uh, shapes in nature the longest lasting shapes take these you know they're, they're not teetering they need to be able to settle so the most balanced path is the way forward and please i i would i would i would um encourage anyone uh, who has ever had maybe like an intolerant thought or a heavily emotional or narrative or, or, or like a dismissive thought just go there explore sit with these sit with these quote-unquote uncomfortable truths sit with the full spectrum of what life is because that is the one way to appreciate every and like to live in that space of gratitude in ev for every ticking second as we define it to be but for every buzzing of the atoms that we're all made of recognizing that it is that one source which again not hippy dippy literally fact we share existence and so that should unify us i believe so just make sure that uh goodness me that that really that's really really hit me yeah so make sure that you're living true to your truth and to essentially truth itself because that's the only way that, um, again, if you and Joseph Campbell said this, if you align your truth and if you align your nature with nature itself, um, that's it is the most fulfilling way to to, to be. And um, all as as uh, user a underscore ito underscore jinji underscore game um, beautifully intoned and, and like uh, uh, you know encapsulated and expressed is that um, 
Every, like that ripple effect of one person following their truth and being being centered and being balanced and being open open minded that that can have immeasurably more wide ranging psychological energetic spiritual whatever everything like the effect the ripple effect of someone choosing that is more like if you like it's a Gujira lyric written by uh, the Joe Duplantia it's a if if you change yourself you change the world it's true so. I mean, I would say it was a tangent. Although, again, I'm, I'm, the 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 term tangent really with Death Stranding because everything is so it's it celebrates how interconnected it is. Um, so I won't say that it was like a big old tangent in terms of the game. I think we're all really realizing that game Death Stranding more than any other game just isn't simply a game. the The whole of what Death Stranding is is expanded beyond the bounds of the game. So, if folks you know coming in and being like what the fuck's happening why don't we just focus on this like i totally respect that you have that uh, sort of view again i'm sure when the game comes out it'll be enjoyable on the surface level but the true core of what kojima is doing with this endeavor with ludens from sapiens to ludens you know is the idea of again as i say breaking breaking down barriers and making more connections than just what's in the game so in that sense as i've iterated many times and you can see it in the nomenclature of all of interactive artistry shows everything else so far is interactive artistry's coverage of whereas this death stranding weekly literally encapsulates um what i uh, what i know to be the most and what i feel to be and just believe is the most worthwhile or just or, uh, that, that i think but also this that is the most worthwhile to me um aspect of this medium so thank you so much uh for sharing that and uh uh again if anyone from kojima productions at all uh tangentially uh, tuning into this just know that you're doing something so positive and worthwhile with creativity with um um the all the subjects that people are diving into because of this project they you know two things that cause a lot of drama if you if you don't if, if you're not careful life and death you know that sense of time like we all like a lot of the drama is caused based on these factors and sitting with that instead of being dramatic about it instead of being over emotional about it by sitting with it and um uh yeah again at the, at the culmination of these moments of i guess meditation or whatever at the culmination of these moments of self-reflection uh and just centering with yourself uh should be to live a more self um self-authentic and um just a, a true a truer life to just what is true which is you and nature and the universe you know follow follow truth and you and you really there's there's no suffering truth is the um is the enemy of suffering i believe in opposition with each other so just follow that and yeah wow that was more moving than i thought but um thank you for bearing with me everyone and um to eat to each of you tuning in Thank you so much as well. We're, we're, we're going to continue, but I just had to just take that moment of just expressing my gratitude for all the kindred folks uh, tuning in, listening, engaging with the show. And even beyond that, just being who you are, even if you weren't tuning in. If this reaches your ears and that you're able to hear me just express that, if you connected with what uh, OP said, you know, Ito, uh, and what I've been expressing, if you're out there doing that and um, resonating with that, I have like inarticulatable uh, amounts of gratitude for you just simply existing. So call me sappy <laughs> whatever unsubscribe as you may i really don't care it's just this is what um yeah, interactive artistry as well as this chronicling is also to be able to express that right so use a radon x9 um uh so i will put that at 216 so that was a that was um that was wonderful. Yeah. So to put 216 Radon X9, how would you react if Death Stranding's release date was confirmed to be 25 12 2018? So Radon, let's put you there. 
So they, they mentioned this, I would quite quite literally pass out out of shock, surprised that it's three to six months earlier than its real release, haha. And then it's saying, I'm saving like $100 for what I'm expecting, uh, for that I'm expecting that to be true. If it happens, great, but I just don't hold your breath, haha. Yeah, if Death Stranding doesn't come out uh, and I go with Ace Combat, that's funny. Um, and it'd be a bad decision commercially since you can't put it um, under the tree in time. That's interesting. Uh, 2512 is the last Christmas, hilarious. Oh, I'm just quoting all these lovely uh, folks commenting here. I'd say it's because we're all consumers in a post-industrial consumer society that feed off the need to fucking consume and Christmas was moved to a time of year that people typically feel depressed during which um, uh, has evolved into a business um, peddling that shit among a frenzy of misplaced camaraderie and fake joy. I love that. Upvoting that. Yeah, it's a bit uh, heavy, but I, I, I can't help but agree. Uh, skeptically, I want this game to be great and I want them to take all the time that they need. Triple A game, uh, not made in two years by a group of 100 people. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll rest on that one there. So thank you, user Radon. It's always fun to, to, to speculate on when, on when um, it'll come out. And, um, but I don't think it's 2018. Just a thought, although it would be the greatest surprise and I would genuinely be caught with, with, with like completely by surprise, you know, uh, if that would have happened with my pants down. I'd be like, what? What's going on? Uh, we have to end just p pulling my clothes on and being like, oh, time to get ready, you know? That's how it would be. So read on X9 for that. Thank you for that, my friend. Right, so Death Stranding is wanted for most wanted game. Games Radar, here we go. Uh, Cyberpunk will probably win is one comment. Uh, I originally was thinking of voting Cyberpunk, but deep down I think Death Stranding is more. I'm obviously voting Death Stranding, but someone else, someone else says, I spend too much time thinking about how uh, bo um, about both games plus Sekiro, but I know Death Stranding is going to define my expectations even more, mostly because I have no idea what to expect. And if you're wondering, yes, it is my most anticipated title as well. So uh, another, folks, uh, another few folks discussing the, um, um, the, the Russia 2015, 2055 I think it was trailer yep so that's awesome I appreciate that um, here we go okay there are many 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 to dive into so the gold user HBR 17 the gold will it be a game mechanic for the player the use of gold in the latest trailer has me thinking to offset the implied stealth slash delivering gameplay what if the player utilizes some form of gold for themselves NPCs in the player may have different levels of control over gold leading to different gameplay mechanics shielding control immunity Based on uh, been on a nasty Hollow Knight kick lately. Thoughts? Maybe honestly, I have no fucking clue. Says Tugboat Metal Gear. Uh, Vecla's eyes uh, remembers remembers about Oat Studios Praetoria and people looking like gold miners. And then Socrates underscore Johnson says, I think every gameplay mechanic we've seen so far will be something the player will eventually be able to use. I.e., e.g., controlling NPCs through strands, holding your breath, flying, teleportation, and maybe even using black goo or and gold to create friendly NPCs. I expect there will be a strong R&D component to the game. You collect materials, research and development. You collect materials and information that helps you harness the powers of the black goo and other anomalies. I also suspect there to be a base building component to the game. This is hinted at from the Delivery Man trailer when we see Sam overlooking a facility base. Totes agree, actually. HBR117, I'll put you at 217 HBR. Thank you for that. I really, I actually going to put you over 40 maybe even over 50 for that one. I really I really like the idea of all of these having been hints. Again, he puts his trailers together. We know he does very deliberately. So with the idea of them being ways of just showing things that will be in gameplay, but not, uh, yeah, just weaving them into what we're seeing with the, with the trailers and what, with the glimpses rather. Um, I think that's absolutely the case, my friend. Too easy. Okay, so what I'll do here is I might tail things off. Um, uh, 
yeah, you know, and, and what I'll do is, and what have I got here in terms of dates? So one day to go, I'll keep a note of um, when uh, we've wrapped things up on this particular entry, but I I'm, I cannot wait to dive into more. Um, like this one, the only physical difference between Lindsay and the trailer and posters portrayal is Lindsay Wagner is her eyes. Real life Lindsay Wagner's left eye slightly misaligned revealed by glare reflections and photographs. Trailer four, wearing blue dress, left eye slightly misaligned, same as reality. Close up shot and trailer. And then Death Stranding post, a woman in the red dress, eyes are flipped, right eye is misaligned, physical model is not flipped, hair parted on left, as same as trailer. Very granular. So shout out to VR Pat for that. I'll put you at 220 just for that shout out. But see what I mean about um, about the granularity. It's so, such a beautiful, and if you haven't jumped on later, again, you may have, this may have been your first Death Stranding Weekly. Please do head over to this, literally what the most, the, just the nexus of all Death Stranding activity, just everything, news, speculation, dissections, breakdowns, analyses, even these theses that I've been now reading beautifully well, um, well, well put together as well. Um, shout out to Bruno Palmic. Um, uh, for putting together beautiful Death Stranding posters, both for the Kyra Lion and the uh, Handhead Titan. So the Entity Fan poster. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to shout you out right now. So let's put you at 221. 221, Bruno. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for your amazing work, my friend. Um, oh, and well, that's to Bruno and also to Evil Art 13 um, for, uh, for, for sharing that Evil Art. Cool. It's a bit quicker now. Now I've gotten used to it. Too easy. But yeah, I believe... Just for this one here. Oh, so much wonderful art. Godness me. That's tremendous. Um, yeah, so the user N underscore Nora. Quick sketch with my man in golden mask. Kitty tentacle thing per. Tremendous. And I have to, I, because again, as a visual artist, this is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Going straight into, going straight into, Oh my gosh, my spelling is just so off. Straight into DSW40. There we go. Albert. Lovely. Okay, folks. Well, we're coming up to the 2 and 30 for this one here. Let's see if I can um, uh, see if I, I'll, I'll just come across if there's any other. Oh, such wonderful artwork. The Man in the Golden Mask by Famos. Okay, I know that if I keep scrolling, this is going to end up a four-hour show. And though I would like to do that, believe me, um, uh, I'm just going to put speechless for that one. <laughs> Speechless. Radio, and that is for um, uh, user IP3Lee. So let's put you at 223. Wow, it's getting away from me, but I love it. Part of me doesn't want to stop. It really does. That's so beautiful. Goodness me, the full length. What is what is my life? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 uh, hollows in the, um, in the Kyra Lion's face beyond phenomenal folks and then obviously death stranding uh there's a there's the, the cat posted by user underscore visionless underscore incredible 1.4k love it you know again the whole spectrum is appreciated and celebrated and showcased here on death stranding weekly uh thank you for that so user visionless at 225 uh 224 visionless great so good all right so um let's end on this one user to the people who think the premise is boring and simple imagine the courage you must have in order to be a courier of bodies and important resources for transporting between towns in a world where your mere presence in the vicinity of invisible interdimensional beings will cause you to die and the surrounding air to be completely destroyed along with the threat of aging rapidly and becoming an old man or even a pile of bones if you get caught out in the rain now add huge lovecraft in all powerful beings and golden face sphinx oil monsters that could kill you in seconds sam porter bridges has balls of steel that's why he has revealed so much 
Uh, he's revered so much in the trailers we've seen so far. All hail Sam. Two, the two floaty boards behind him are there to hold his big steelies. That's so funny. Uh, that's from Ludens underscore Kane there. The fact that you cannot die no matter what should eat the burden a bit, said SFG underscore ele- um, triple, triple one. And then Audio Rocksteady says, I'm sure there's consequences to dying and returning. Um, this is beautiful. Sam equals Divine Ruler, Ginger Witch 666. Simple, ha. Uranic Silver says, uh, said that. And I like what you got, but I never heard read this critique. Um, and then, yeah, if FNV, if in FNV our character is a courier, uh, in my opinion, one of the best games ever made. And then Beerboy84 says, I'm interested to see what the gameplay loop is going to be and just how Kojima plans to integrate the story into it because it's always challenging to do that in an open world game. I would also like to see how combat works out and if we can become as skilled as Snake, but that might not be the case at all. For me, as I've mentioned, just myself speaking now, is um, everything the OPs just discussed about, like just the threat of the environment, you know, and then combining, com- combining that sort of journey-like aspect, right? of there being a de-emphasis on actual like like direct combat it's more like avoiding hazards you know like that's wonderful and there the minesweeper thing as well there so not only is that congruent and, and lines up with like the definition of as many people hold to be like a, an interesting game versus an art game which i believe that distinction should melt away you know you know this medium is what it is and this art form is what it is but that is what i think it's going to be you know it's it's going to um tap into narrative as well but there will be uh, absolutely this this aspect of great danger no no sense of boring and i just I, again respect your journalistic pursuits jason schreier but just when i had to i, I think i've re- since resubscribed but i remember like unsubscribing instantly when i heard jason schreier just say that like that game looks like he got a higher voice than me that game looks like a mess I'm like, hmm, or a train wreck or something. I was like, hmm. Again, this isn't about fanboying. It's just about seeing something to the fullest extent of it is. And again, we have we have our predilections. I, for example, if someone came up to me and said, hey, can you please sit with like the artistic merits of Fortnite for longer? Could you please do that? Um, I do have a tendency to write off uh, some things that I don't resonate with, but I, I never... I would never go as far unless i'm in like some heated social situation maybe you know um but then i i I couldn't just continue the conversation without dialing it back and saying well let's see how we go but i just remember that being something where it just like there was no other definition of it other than just like what is what is that game what did it's just i i really think that uh nothing is served by taking those stances of like crossing your arms and saying i don't understand a thing because again there's no growth there and again as i've mentioned about making all kinds of connections whether you know intended uh, you know uh, uh you know easy to make or um even relevant like just making connections going there exercises a very important muscle of expansion of the mind open-mindedness and tolerance which i think is just um in the quick 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 clicking quick kind of like flashy kind of culture we have it's very easy to lose track of uh of uh, wanting to sit with things because everything's flying by so quickly so i really believe just for certain things where you're like confronted by it to not i'm guilty of it too i sometimes click away from things that like i would i don't want to be confronted with like certain like politics and stuff but i always make sure just to dial that back in and, and make sure that i'm continuing to develop what i believe all human minds are suited to the most which is developing into these what we are which are just universes so don't like close close your mind uh, don't n- narrow your view to something down to calling it something simplistic or reducing it you know um reducing it down to something like a word like a train wreck or, or a mess or something like and especially with clearly the amount of intention behind kojima's uh, track record like 30 years plus of like 
deliberately including elements you know like it's it's it was a little bit insulting i felt to call it like a, a train wreck or whatever like or, or a mess so 1000% I'm not taking like a controversial or like, uh, you know, again, this is just meant to initiate a dialogue or just to express like is a, I have a, a, a multifaceted view of Jason Trier with, with that and he's, I love what he's done with, um, uh, with, with showing, uh, with, with uh, unveiling sides to the industry which other folks might not wish it to be unveiled but it's overall so healthy that there is that transparency and i'm a huge advocate for transparency but uh maybe it's i don't know my upbringing or maybe it's just like my particular take I'll, i do again have a predilection towards kojima's works right but just in that sense of just reducing something down to just that word it just felt a little bit off. i've since resubscribed and um yeah it's it's all it's all you know to each their own ultimately but i figured i'd share that there and again once again this isn't to generate any kind of drama it's just earnestly and honestly expressing just object objectively how something kind of uh the effect it had and um my thoughts on it simple as that so that is to use a uh ys playstation yst i think uh, it was essentially the username there and let us go to template so that i can see after i've, I've left my phone inactive where i keep my um timestamps it kind of just uh yeah flickers out so use a playstation yst a94 you are at 229 so ea94 too easy radio oh there's a beautiful spoken word track by norman reedus uh, i want to look down and see the world below me and i want distant space and time to be you loved it wow i have to dive into that at one point maybe i'll even include a bit of it in this show if i get crafty with the uh, editing for sure. So user Grand City, thank you so much for that. We'll put you at 2.30 exactly. 2.30 Grand City. Lovely, lovely. And it is officially time for me to just like, I'm going to dive into, oh, there's a thing about chirology. All right. See, I, I, I endlessly, honestly could endlessly go into it. But again, as a, as a, a sign of respect to the folks who I want to be able to discuss um, their, their theories in full with more like, yeah, with just that, you know, without the sense of getting to their theory at the end of the show, I wanted to really give that that free, um, the, let that kind of breathe, you know, it's, um, good diving into their thoughts, you know, and to their interpretation. So I want to do that. So I'll, I'll keep a mental note of with that note. So chirality before that point, And then after that point, you know, the meeting of the two, I will, I'll keep that in mind. Right. And so what we'll do now is um, I think that's everything uh, in terms of housekeeping. I figured I'd mention that um, with Paris Games Week, um, I put that in the in the th in the thumbnail. Um, there's very little uh, in terms of uh, you know scuttlebutt uh, right now as of what may appear. Um, I don't think it's actually appeared at uh, any of the other um, uh, Paris Games Weeks. Unless I'm mistaken, please correct me if I am. Um, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to put it there. And, and if you want my quick little uh, interpretation on it is, you know, Lea Sidou is from France and she was recently cast. And um, I believe there will be some form of activity from Kojima on the day of Paris Games Week. Whether it will be Death Stranding related, there's no way of t telling. Uh, uh, although, again, the precedent here is that... Um, uh, you know, uh, PlayStation did a, a Paris Games Week, very prominent one last year. Um, and, you know, PlayStation very tied in with Death Stranding. You know, uh, Andrew House and, uh, you know, everyone over at PlayStation and Gorilla as well, who are PlayStation exclusive. All of that is, it, it, it lends itself, it's um, it's a it's a fertile ground for something appearing with Death Stranding. Haven't heard anything personally, I'll do a dive in later. Although in terms of speculation and wishlisting and all that and predictions, 
let's let's get fun um you know there has to be some kind of thing where i don't know if he secretly travels i don't think he will i think after the the you know traveling traveling so so soon uh between um uh you know between japan and america it's again flights are flights and you can't really do much apart from maybe writing on flights so i think they're in more uh you know the more development right now than 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 that although again kojima he is a consummate traveler so he you can tell that, that that's part of who he is um and part of his process so um if there was to be some kind of lovely um you know kojima and and leia sidhu uh on, on like a video talking or maybe gosh here we go it's happening this is this is my official prediction okay um the next uh um Hideo Tube might be filmed in, in Paris Games Week. Just staring at that. Uh, who knows? It might even come true. But um, for for stage, I, I think we might see another character glimpse. That might be nice because again, the idea of such an ex such a, a prominent uh, PlayStation exclusive showing something at a non PlayStation uh, centric. I mean, there is oh, it's whole industry centric, which is Tokyo Game Show. But in terms of scale, I would say that the Tokyo Game Show, at least as far as I know, I could be getting this wrong. In terms of my view and my uh yeah like my view out into the world from where i am demographically right it feels smaller tokyo game show feels smaller than um uh, paris games week paris games week uh yeah it just again i could be totally wrong but with that sense i don't I, it's the idea that well why leave paris games week hanging kind of thing you know uh especially with something where it's proven to be so playstation affiliated so i'm gonna put the over under on that i'm gonna go um I'm gonna go over 38% chance of happening. That's just my sort of little thought there. Right, so that's my official kind of riff on that guy. Um, so folks, thank you for tuning in, watching, listening, engaging with the show. I truly appreciate it. I don't take that for granted. And um, if you enjoyed this or anything from Interactive Artistry, feel free to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube to be notified as soon as a new entry releases. And you can also head over to patreon.com forward slash interactive artistry to become one of the Patreon saints, as I call them, uh, who make interactive artistry possible. And if you'd like to get in touch or submit an email, actually, before I go that, I want to, I want to do an official push. So if you're listening this late, first of all, you're one of the most kindred and worthwhile, lovely human beings on the planet. What I want to do before the end of the month uh, I would like to get the Patreon to 100 uh, a month. So I'm going to actually, this is officially kicking off the 100 a month kind of Patreon push um, so that we can really, because we're about to close in on 1K on YouTube and I really want to start get, getting into the giveaways and, and giving back to you folks, not just in the form of these entries and, and shouting you out, but more actively. It's, it really is about this this, this um, combined uh, energy of, of folks like resonating with each other, helping and supporting each other. That's That's what I want the Patreon to be, you know? And so if you were to head over, you'd be adding to that. You'd be basically, um, you know, almost like voting with your money to just throw that dollar in every month, forget about it entirely. And then it just down the line, your chances and you don't have to take any further action. It's like you do that. You don't have to up your pledge or anything. Other folks will notice that. And as we've seen, it's like a bias in psychology. Once people see more things invested, they feel that it's more trustworthy. So. It, it, it believe me it, it's something that people do it's like and it's what we all do so you see a certain number and then you'll make a, a judgment right there a biased judgment which is just not totally uh psychologically healthy of like okay so they only got 50 dollars a month well in that case probably not they might not be good or they might be young or whatever so you make that bias whereas if you see 100 you, you perk up a little more and if you see 200 300 perk up more and more and so if you if you throw one dollar that's like 
that's all you need to do and then that generates a positive psychological kind of follow-on effect of that amount increasing people trusting more and then you just for that one gesture have basically increased your chances uh no not increased your like have done something where you will have ever increasing chances of um getting like giveaways and all that because there's raffles and such and the visibility chances obviously go up with the more frequently i do them which will be more frequently when um, i'm able to support the show more uh, and improve the show with like things like uh better equipment and studio and, and giveaways and such so just that one like little tiny droplet has like a fall an, an and a non-contrived this isn't me like sales speak or whatever and I know sales speak. I used to be in sales a little bit here and there before doing government stuff. Believe me, it's just like that one thing is it leads to just like an immeasurable follow on effect that ultimately is just beneficial to you. And on top of that, there's regular shout outs and um, the higher tier you go. Obviously, um, I'll be sending you physical rewards as well and digital rewards and all that. So I figured I would mention that so official push begins early October by early November. Going to hit the 1K uh, again humbly, I hope. No arrogance or assumption or expectation, but uh, to get the hundred on the Patreon would would go tight and tie awesomely in, in with that. And again, the, the rollout of the giveaways would definitely uh, begin in earnest at that point. So yes, over to the Patreon. And, and if you'd like to get in touch or submit an email or a voicemail, you can send that through to contact at interactive-artistry.com uh, or interactive-artistry.com forward slash contact. Also, I figured I'd mention it. I've, I've tended to leave this off uh, on the other entries do if you felt uh, um, uh, if you felt pulled to do so to head over to the itunes and uh, leave a review or, or a five star rating if you're feeling that um <laughs> often other shows make fun of the fact that like uh, or like tease tease around with the idea of like if you don't leave five don't leave anything at all honestly if you found this horrible just be express express your exact thoughts i'm, I'm a big, big advocate for constructive feedback not um that comes from like a place of drama or, or lording over someone or, or egotistical or anything like that. So, um, and I, I'm, I'm certain that by this stage, not just with this premise of interactive artistry, but, but with reaching almost a three hour show that, uh, I think, uh, it's a pretty good bet that whoever's still listening is again as i mentioned as i mentioned twice and now three times on this show immensely kindred folks so if you did enjoy the show i would highly appreciate if um if you did do that again no pressure but it would just be something where i would read it out in full give you lots of love and um and it would really benefit uh, the show yeah with rankings as well you know um going on from here and then just generally i love i just love but before any of statistics or analytics or anything i just analytics or anything it's just this uh or anything on that sort of technical side for me it's just positive on that sense of just human to human just like people uh, vibing with supporting and, and really and um helping each other and connecting with each other really you know to end on a death stranding themed note of connection so there you go and, and a kojima note obviously there so also to anyone once again listening from kojima productions immensely worthwhile literally the artists in this medium and in this art form for whom i am most grateful Please continue doing your amazing work. We're all supporting you and we all love you very much. Always and into Death Stranding and beyond. So there you are, folks. That was Death Stranding Weekly, uh, the 40th entry. Um, be well, take care of yourselves and each other. And uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>